The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Morning Sickness. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to a happy, uh, untightened butthole city. Oh, my God. Oh, that's nice. Toilets flushing everywhere. Yes, this is the morning sickness. There is uh, Brady. There is Brett. Somewhere in here is Dick Toledo. And we're ready to go day after. Oh, the roller coaster of the playoffs and the emotions of the people and the everybody's panic button went off on Sunday night. Everybody's oh, oh release valve went off last night. Now Suns fans after we're gonna lose the series. We're gonna lose the series this is insane. Watching them run around last night. Suns at five. Suns at five. They're they they're insane. It is bipolar behavior to no end. And that's what makes this whole thing a blast. Your Phoenix Suns, somewhere about seven minutes left in that second quarter last night, became a playoff team. That's the and, and maybe as good as or better than the one that went to the finals a couple of years ago. They showed up. They were no longer the scatterbrained runaround pickup basketball team. They something clicked and they started to play playoff basketball. And they did it for two and a half solid quarters, no let up. Now they got to do it again on Thursday. That was fun to watch. Now, unfortunately. Uh, my day did not go quite as planned. Uh-uh. It was Doug Hopkins' birthday. First things first, Sherry over there at the uh, Dos Equis Beer Garden at the arena uh, couldn't be a sweeter person. She, you know, we chat with her all the time. She's uh, running the bar. She's very funny. She's she's like uh, an Ed DeBevick's uh, waitress. She tells people to shut the f up and all. You know, it's just like she's a, she's in a churning moan. A moan and they that, enjoy that. Oh, nobody can do anything about it. I don't know if they enjoy it or not. I can't tell, but I oh. enjoy it. I just know that for uh, she did not have time. She did not suffer fools lightly. She doesn't want you to go, so how's your day going? No offense, Brady. I used her voice as a kind <laughs> man. She doesn't need you to chit-chat with her. You're there. You get a beer. They serve a certain thing, and uh, then people come up and go, I'll just have a rosé. We're a beer garden. That's what you get back. <laughs> you get you, you just It's great. So she knew it was Doug Hopkins' uh, birthday yesterday, so she went to get him a cake. And one of the funniest moments, and I have uh, the cake itself, was uh, her going to the fries, I believe probably across the street, uh, to uh, to get herself the cake. Now, the guy at fries named Joe in the bakery said, uh, I never used this uh, cake writing utensil before. And she said, can't be too hard. It just has to say, happy birthday, Doug. So here's a photo of Joe. Performing the Working duties the cake, of a guy right. who's never worked a cake like right. this before. Here, here is what Joe ended up writing, which is, happy birth, dog. That's <laughs> because he wrote too I big. I can't even see wow. it. is horrible. It is an atrocious attempt at writing on a cake and hilarious. So that's how 
that got going, which is very funny. She got him a cake. It was very sweet. My job was to lead Doug to the beer garden so Sherry could present him with a birthday cake and have the entire Dos Equis beer garden sing happy birthday. <laughs> Problem is, I didn't go to the game. What? Yeah. So oh. y- yesterday, I go to, I had, uh, it, it got it got strange, and uh, yeah, it got very strange. So I had to go to a thing with the guys from Wilderness Athlete up there in Fountain Hills yesterday afternoon, went to a lunch. My day was to go out there, have the lunch, meet with those guys. They're great people, hanging out, and we went to a sushi place up there in Fountain Hills, which was really good. Uh, I wish I could have stuck around and had more, but I had it was tasty. So chit-chat, blah, 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 business, blah, 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 uh, the stories. I got to go. I got to run downtown. I got birthday things to grab i want to the h&h ranch needs a little love and i gotta meet with uh uh you know some stuff i got this this and this so i'm going downtown and it's like probably two right maybe a little earlier than that so i'm heading downtown get there and my my ticket partner mark texts me and says hey uh got the bank suite because he works at a bank got the bank suite um but I'm not sure yet how that's going to work. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do with the ticket? And he said, uh, and I said, because I got no second. I got a dog who had an operation. I got, I got no second right now. And you're giving me a couple hours to find somebody that's going to buy your ticket. And then he said, yeah, yeah. And I said, so I, I, I alluded to the idea that it would be a onesie for me if he doesn't go. It would be a tough, tough sell. And, he, and then so I get another text right away. and says, sweet is, sweet is uh, for sure. Sell the tickets. And I'm like, awesome. Put the tickets up. Sell them in a heartbeat. And then I get back to the apartment and I sit down on the ca- And I said, Mark didn't invite me to the suite. He just said he had a bank suite. And I just sold oh, the no. tickets. So I text him back and I said, tickets are sold. Did you say we have a bank suite or that you've got the suite? Yeah, I've got to host the suite. Uh Am I invited to this? And he goes, oh, no, I thought you couldn't go. And I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> I could go. You couldn't go. You were telling. So where we, did that a part of the equation? Yeah, so where we, did that happen? There was a thing here that you said, I've got the bank suite, sell the tickets. And he said, well, I said that because if you can't go, let's just sell them. I'm like, well, I could go. But now I can't go because I don't have tickets. So I'm downtown. I'm sitting there like, well. And he goes, well, I'll see what I can do. If I can get an opening in the bank suite, it's somebody that's up. Well, the entire bank showed up. The whole the whole goddamn bank was in the suite. Of course they did. It's it came through the playoffs. So I watched in the apartment with uh, Doug Hopkins' lady friend, Joy, on on the TV. She didn't Just go to the game either. Well, Doug took a client of his, and, and Joy was she goes to a million games. So she's like, you can take that guy. So no, nope. Just sat there and ate uh, ate crackles and special darks because that's all that was in the apartment, and watched the game. On television, and occasionally yelled out the window, West Brick, West Brick, doing my best. Uh, missed out the entire thing. So, And maybe there's something to the idea of me not going because they played so much better. So maybe it was me. Are you mush? The potential that I'm mush. Wow. So do you go to the next game? Do you go to the <laughs> well, next home game? That's how we determine whether out. or not I'm yeah. mush. Yeah, that's how we would. Oh, I will have to go to game five There's now. not enough research yeah, yet. Because, yeah, it's a too, the sample size is too small to find out if I'm the mush. Oof. But it was just a weird revelation to get my whole afternoon, my whole day, and most of the day before was built on the idea that I was very excited about game two. I had pre party schedule, yes. Oh, Oh. left the lunch in Fountain Hills early 
to get downtown. Missed out on that. So as I could go over to the fries. Yeah, I missed a great free sushi dinner or lunch. Uh, so as I could go down there and grab stuff at fries for, you know, you know, stocking up for the pre-party super fun. And then, uh, and then got the thing. Got the bank suite, exclamation point. Yes. Sell those tickets. Yes. And I put those tickets on sale it, while I was in fries holding a Jack Daniels and a bottle of tequila. Just, you know, like, all right. And then put it down and it's going through the conveyor belt. And we got a bing within like five minutes of putting the tickets up online. Uh, your tickets have been sold. You will be paid within five to seven business days. I'm like, oh, that was easy. Good. Got, the pr- got a decent price. Nothing crazy. And uh, off I went. You know, probably even whistling. I could have been whistling. I may have been walking downtown, just walking. Hello, people in the arrogant butcher. How are you? What a wonderful day. Are you ready for the evening? I'm going to be in the suite. No, John, no. Zippity-yay. Why are you so angry? Oh, my, oh, my. Was this song offensive? Hop back in, get into the apartment, get there, plop down, smile on my face ear to ear, and then it just dawned on me, you know. You weren't actually invited to the bank street. Reread those texts. <laughs> Something inside me knew. Imagine if you would have rolled up there. Yeah, I'm uh, waiting for my buddy in the bank street. Is <laughs> Jimmy yeah, coming down any minute? Yeah, he's going to be here, I swear. Is your friend real? Oh, he's a real guy. Yeah, yeah, I know he's a real guy. <laughs> I haven't imagined it. He's a real guy. Hey, Mark. Yeah. He's coming. Trust me, he'll be here. He loves me. It's okay. What are you doing here, bro? And then I think out of pure, like, whoopsie, my best friend since the fifth grade didn't answer any of my texts from about five. And still, he's ghosted me completely. Well, when you use the C word so many times, George, and you can't blame him. (laughs) I didn't blame him. But my text actually said, this went sideways on me kind of quickly. I I think I've misunderstood something. Am I in the suite, too? Uh, And then nothing. Crickets. And then, ha, 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 I'll see what I can do. And I'm like, well, God damn it, I had tickets. <laughs> Idiot. Then four well, now you know they sell really quick. <laughs> well, yeah, the playoff tickets evidently go very fast, and I don't have to worry about that. So it was a, uh, <laughs> it was definitely d- disappointing. But I watched uh, the whole game. I was going to do it anyway. And I just said, because I've been nibbling on drinks all day, too. I'm like, this is going to be great. Having a little pre-party, you know, I'll have a little drink here while I'm getting everything. I'll have another one. And so I'm not able to just go home and slink back out. I was drinking. And then I had people coming. They were coming to the H&H Ranch before and after. So now I'm the host of the apartment. My buddy Marty and Ryan. They pop by, and they're like, hey, where are you sitting? And I'm like, I'm sitting right on this couch here. See, what happened was my friend is a jerk. I just like being around the playoffs. <laughs> I just like standing with you fellas. <laughs> yeah, and then Doug's friends show up, and they're going to the game, and I'm just sitting there like, this is great. You guys have fun, okay? <laughs> Idiot. So I didn't get to see any of it. I didn't know what the atmosphere inside was like. Brett asked me, he goes, was it crazy downtown? I don't know. I was I was alone for most of it. <laughs> Sad and alone. So what are you going to do? But now? At least you got to spoon with Joy on the couch. Yeah, Joy and I had a nice night. I, I did. I enjoyed uh, Doug's lady friend quite a bit. And, of course, being a good friend, Doug leaves the apartment and goes, all right, I'll leave you two alone. Don't f*** her. I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. And he goes, I already took care of that. And I'm a classy, classy birthday boy. Nice. He's a classy birthday boy. 
And she's taking care of you. Couldn't do anything better than I just did. And I'm like, ah, whatevs. Now instead of Mark after you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah. And I should have told you her. Got That's a, a good challenge. point. Don't worry. Joy and I both got <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah. So still haven't heard from best friend since fifth grade on the quote misunderstanding. Yeah. Who does that hours before the game? Mark. A lot. Yeah, I get texts from him all the time. Can't do it. Got something going on. Business dinner. I'm like, okay. So I just, you know, I I got quick backups. I've been, you know, my buddy Brian shows up. If I've texted him at 630 for a 7 o'clock start and said, Brian, you in? Mark's out. Yep. And then he'll shoot down there. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I basically said, you have to take uh, Doug to Sherry. Since I can't do it, she bought him a cake. (laughs) Somehow or another, Doug got over there. But he got it. Yeah. He got a dog cake. Yeah, happy birth, dog. <laughs> he started to write birthday, but it got too big. And he realized, there's not enough room for day. And it just says happy, sort of, birth. And he spelled Doug without a U, which is hilarious. Guess what Randy Jackson does in his uh, time off? Works over with the sons, huh? That's right. You're going Hollywood, dog. Happy birth, dog. Happy birth. I don't have time for this. But uh, Sherry said he just looked at it. I ain't never written nothing with one of these. How hard can that be? Evidently, incredibly hard. When you're just the guy at Fry's saying, you want a cake? Yeah, I need you to write on it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, that may be above my pay grade. But, so, anyway. But Suns win it. And that's, impl- that's the best part. The best part is, no matter where I was, no matter my experience, uh, the city has had their moment of uh, deflation now that they don't have to worry about any of the tightness. Till Thursday, if they do it. Now, you got to remember, though, that that Clippers team is very good, and Kawhi Leonard is a robot, and you just can't say, you know, well, now that they've won one, they'll never lose again. That was a. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Now it's that. Now it's a, now it's a series. Now you got your. This, I would not be surprised to see this thing go all seven. This is a four and five seeded series. These are the most evenly matched teams currently in the playoffs, um, and they're good. People look at it like the Clippers are nothing. If the Clippers had Paul George, they might have been like a two seed. That's a good team. So the Suns, and you got to beat the best to be the best. So worrying about all this stuff, you're going to lose a couple along the way. It's not all going to be sweeps right in, and then they just, you know, wait, you're going to have the trophy. We'll just give it to you in game one. It's not a guarantee for any of it. But boy, did they grow last night. I That was extraordinary to watch that team just go, all right, enough, and then turn it on. That different level, that necessary playoff level. Even DeAndre Ayton, who didn't play physically, played well enough last night to be like, well, all right, this is your game then. You're just going to shoot that little 12-foot elbow. That's pretty good. And Torrey Craig was outstanding. Monty's still a little crazy with the rotations, but you're going to hear a lot about the, you know, the Suns just getting that. It might have been right at the seven-minute mark of the of the second quarter when they were down like thirteen, and they just said enough is enough. It, it, it just something enough! something happened. They their faces changed, their demeanor changed, the defense changed. It was awesome, awesome to watch, and more importantly, it allowed us all to have that thing. Oh, the relief at the end, and you know I got the window open at the downtown H and H Ranch, and you hear all the people flooding out of the arena. Suns in five. Suns in five. Oh, you bipolar nightmares. You're all over the map here. You they can. all won Chick-fil-A, too. I know. I I even text my friend Mark, who still hasn't responded yet. Free chicken. Hello? Friend? 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 
He should at least give you his deal. He's up there having Studio 54 in his bank suite. I didn't. Apparently, he didn't stop by the H&H Ranch when he was done. No, and I texted him. I said, are you guys still coming up to the ranch? Crickets. Nothing. Wow. Yeah, this guy's really... Class. Yeah, class left. I was going to use another C word, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple choice ones. <laughs> you know what the best thing about this whole uh, thing is with the Suns? You forget it until it shows up again. I don't know what's going on in the world outside of this. And it's great. Like, I don't care about the Fox lawsuit. I don't care about uh, who's been shot 150,000 times in, uh, you know, in, in Des Moines. I don't care about Tucker Carlson's latest rant on Bud Light. I don't care about MSNBC's latest gaffe. I, none of it matters. And you start to realize that when you get distracted by something great, politics is horrible and doesn't matter. You're not changing a thing. Everybody's Twitter page where they're like, this is the end. I can't stand Bud Light. Transgender this trend. It's not important, and it doesn't matter, and you waste so much time in your life screaming into the ether all your thoughts and feelings about how things have to change, and can you believe Biden did this, and do you understand that Trump's doing that, and then you get distracted by sports, and you're like, oh, none of this matters. You put the Benadryl down, and you watch the suns. Every day is sun's day. And you sit and say to yourself, why do I spend so much time furious at a news operation? Because you don't have a distraction with passion. Biden's ruining this country. You get these trannies running all the way. Hey, the basketball this time. And, and we're, we're all just dogs looking at squirrels. We got a squirrel right now, and it's fun. It's fun to focus on. I personally love it. It's party time for CNN and those folks. Sure. Don't care, Brady, because yeah. you know what? In the end, you realize, oh, when I have something that's interesting to me, all that crap goes away and and it's just cnn screaming look at me hey look at me and fox going but no look at us we're, we're doing th-. and when you get distracted by something you really like that's meaningful to you that actually you don't get stupid distracted by the meaninglessness of fox's deal with and cnn being happy about it and fox getting sued and having to pay and you know it's meaningless meaningless and your twitter feed that sometimes gets blocked by some of your friends because you go off on too many rants and you're nuts. It's like enjoyable now because you're like, yay, I'm a, I'm a person who likes sports. Sports, that's the beauty of sports. It truly just kind of whitewashes over all this stuff that we act like is important every day. It really isn't. It really isn't. The Bud Light tranny controversy, nothing in your life changed. You had a few days of like spewing off with people you agreed with and, and getting fired up over it. It was kind of fun. And then you get distracted and everything else. It's it's wonderful. The distractions are wonderful because it really kind of resets you into the idea that, like, maybe I'm a little too upset about uh, the Trump lawsuit that I, frankly, just don't understand at all. I just know that I'm supposed to be upset about it. And you don't have the news organizations yelling at you to be, here's how you should feel about this. You actually have your own feelings. You have your own, you know, gut. You have your own kind of emotions because you're a sports fan. You're not having somebody on TV bark at you what you should be thinking. It's great. It's great. That's why I think. And there's an ending to it. Sure. Originally, you know, in the sports, whereas the other part of it, it never ends. It's it's designed to never end. It's designed to be a long-term tap your brain, get you know, almost brainwashing 
to sit and say, here's how you feel now. Here's what you should do next. This is what you should buy because of it. Watch these commercials. Uh huh. You're watching an entertainment based, uh, you know, uh, earworm, and people fall for it. I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. Sit and get grouchy or you're like, what's going on with this? You know, that doesn't matter. My only story that I knew about yesterday that I was actually that little toddler that crawled through the fence at the White House. There was a, a two-year-old that worked his way onto the White House grounds. Two. With a gun. Well, uh, they should have shot that. the baby. You shoot the baby. You, Anyone uh, that crosses you, over the you, fence. You, you shoot the baby. That is, to me, a terrorist threat. They use a, they'll use babies. They're training babies. It's now. not even training. Stuffing it. Where are the parents that are two-year-olds wiggling through a fence and they're not going, whoa, 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 let's get you back. He's all, he's rogue, like you said a while ago. It's tough to keep up with those two-year-olds. No, it's not. They're fast. I, nope. I'll win a race against all of them. Put me against every two-year-old on the planet and we'll run, I don't care if it's 10 feet or 3,000 miles, I will beat two-year-olds at every speed event on the planet. All of them. Not when baby all Lee Harvey got through the fence. <laughs> yep, but that's the thing. <laughs> so I'm thinking there, all right. These uh, somebody from a country that likes blowing us up strapped a couple packages to a baby, stuffed him through the White House walls, hoped that he'd crawl a little bit closer to some important baby. people, and boom, you got yourself a baby bomb. Say right now, if oh. I'm Secret Service and I see a little infant coming across, I'm like, not an infant, midget with a bomb, ending baby's life. That would have ended immediately. No, they picked it up and they're like, ooh. He's a terrorist at age two. Guck, 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 guck. Well, if I was a terrorist and I looked and I'm like, they don't take that seriously. Strap a baby to a bomb and stuff it through that fence. Lob a baby over the wall. <laughs> they'll, they'll be so busy trying to catch the baby and save it that when it blows up, they won't. Where are the parents? You've had a two-year-old, Brady. If you went to the White House, would it be allowed to crawl around outside or are you carrying it? We lost Kirby in the Vatican multiple times. <laughs> right, she's gone. She's up there with the Pope. She snuck through a door. She's in a room. She's... No. A decent parent who doesn't have bomb strapped to a baby uh, hangs on to it, puts it in a stroller. It's not allowed to wander around the grounds of the White House until it sneaks through a wall. Wrong person to ask. He had the street guys bring, That's true. bring Kirby well, back Well, at least if, if I assume Ronnie would have been she there. She was in the yard. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't in the yard. The guy, I heard the guy say, this, she's on the road. I thought maybe it was yours. Sure is. Thanks, new friend. <laughs> what was that? Ah, the yard, street guys, whatever. They brought Kirby back. Evidently, she'd wandered off. <laughs> yeah. You just. Now they have to put chicken wire on the base of the fence. Yeah, it's keep ugly. it from, from going through. It's not going to look good. Yeah, You get the green one, sometimes it's better, but the fence is black, it's not good. Yeah, but then I watch that and I'm like, hey, you got to shoot that baby. I'm, you know, I don't want to sound too cold-hearted, but... And then you take the parents in for questioning immediately. Nobody busts through our White House wall, baby or otherwise. That could have been a baby bomb. Either that or you go over and you pick it up. You strip it down, you make sure it's got no bomb on it. And then you take it into some sort of silkwood room and hose it off so it doesn't, like, it's not covered in anthrax. That baby gets the full treatment. You don't know what kind of, maybe it was one of them Chinese babies, and they shoved it through the fence, and now one of them Secret Service guys has uh, the new COVID on him, and he's going to take it inside the White House and kill our incredibly fragile president who is, you know, teetering. Uh, His immune system is zero. AIDS patients on their last day had a stronger immune system than our president does. you got to keep them away from them babies. And babies themselves will make Joe Biden die. 
Can't have that. To watch a baby sneak through fences. I'm like, all right, my first, and they're, it's all cute. Everything I read about it's all it was adorable. Isn't that cute? No. Where's Allah Ahmad and his mother, the parents of this child? It's very heavy. It's about 63 pound two year old. Yeah, because he's strapped with bombs. You fed him a bunch of bombs. That's where you have that circus cannon. Yeah. Fire him into that <laughs> fountain where the Washington Mountain right. is. And you shoot him on the way in like a skeet. You don't go trying to catch him and save him. Baby's coming over the fence or through the fence. They're like, oh, Michael, the adorable. Oh, they blow up so fast. You don't let anything breach the walls. Because now there's a plan. If Biden saw that baby. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab that little baby. You're no, no, touch it. Oh, sir. Shit, the baby. Gotta kill that baby. That's a trap. That's a trap. Let me smell its hair. I giggled for 10 minutes on that one going, well, there's an idea. They've been saying it for years. Everybody that came back from Afghanistan was like, those people are unafraid to use children as a decoy and and explode them. I got a couple of friends I know for sure aren't normal anymore because they had... Orders to shoot kids. Don't trust anything in that road. Even if it's a child, that's worse. Shoot it. I have two friends I know that mentally aren't normal as they used to be because their orders were, don't care how old they're. And for a while there, it was like, if it looks like it's 13 or older, kill it. How do you tell? Like, it might be, a, a, you know, an advanced nine-year-old. I got some baby crawling around in the street by itself. Busting through a wall? Uh-uh. Not on my watch, friend. I need some ID. <laughs> I'm not picking it up. I kick it. Just put it right in through the wall. I'm not getting my hands on it. I'm not catching whatever powders they've put on them. You don't know what's going on with that. Sure, it's extreme, but so's the alternative. But that's the only story I saw yesterday. And it did make me laugh because we just saw our Achilles. Adorable infants. Next, and a puppy. Look, uh, people are like, you're horrible. Okay, I love puppies. If puppies start sneaking through the White House fence, take them down. They're full of bombs. First assumption is that's a bad boy puppy. He's been loaded with bombs. And also, who's the person that took an unguarded infant or puppy and said, stand by this wall and he'll just sneak through the little hole? Nope. Nope. They don't have any video of this on how this kid got through. And They have the video of two guys holding the baby up on the other side of the fence. On the White House side. So Aknan and whoever <laughs> yeah. pushed the baby the through yeah. didn't... Right. They're not on like, video? And a grocery right. cart full of uh, I mean, pressure cookers. If you're a parent and your kid is like halfway through the fence to the White House, aren't you running over and pulling you on its think, legs? Yeah. Or are, you know, maybe viral video filming the thing? Yeah. But when it gets lost on the other side of the wall, my first thought is... We might lose that baby forever if we can't get them back. I mean, the White House don't have a ring camera where we can see like <laughs> right. something like this. I mean, my house does. Exactly. Yeah, if a baby breached my front door, yeah. there'd be evidence of it thanks to Arlo. He might have panicked maybe because the mom wasn't there. He's like, oh, boy, I'm going to get in real trouble. I'm, I'm taking off. <laughs> How bad a dad are you? Bad. Yeah. That offend- it's that guy with the coyote. I was just going to say, yeah. the same the guy. Same dude, yeah. Yeah, it's He's the same dude who's like, honey, I don't know what was going on. Were you asleep or talking to a woman with huge breasts? <laughs> no. You know how hard it is to keep up with a two-year-old? They're very fast. No, they're not fast, Brian. Ours is. He got right into the White House. It was amazing. 
You were asleep, were you? How could you just sleep looking at the White House? What? How big were her breasts? 34 double D. <laughs> she took an interest. What am I supposed to do? You don't lose your child. You crawl around at <laughs> He the... got distracted by the meter maid writing tickets to cars. Like, don't say that! <laughs> yeah, look. <laughs> look. There was a piece of ass in front of the White House, and I lost track of the kid. The tyke's back with us. Why are we fighting? What's the biggie? Because it's on the news and you're nowhere to be found. Secret Service agents are holding Caden Braden. And you're nowhere. I was somewhere, just not in that photograph. I was talking to that lady. She had lost her child as well. I just didn't know I had lost mine quite yet. You don't lose a two-year-old. You're the worst parent in the world if a two-year-old gets away from you. Sorry. You, you are, you know, I don't know how many parents there are currently. Probably I'm guessing about three billion. You're in the lower 1% of a two-year-old gets away from you, and you just wipe your forehead and go, they're so fast. How do you keep up? Oh, you keep up by walking. They can't outmove you. If you're in a wheelchair, if you're Stephen Hawking, you'll win a race against the two-year-old. They scurry, and they're fast for a two-year-old, but they're not fast. Not fast enough to get away. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Space like that, yeah, for sure. And Brady, anywhere. A two-year-old can't get away from a grown-up. That's just, Stop defending the fact that you could possibly lose one. It's like you have a plan to lose John, one. if you're taking a nap, you lose a two-year-old. <laughs> there must be a story we don't know where Kirby was missing for weeks because of you. She's just so damn fast. Because you're always in. Or either that or you have a plan to lose a two-year-old soon. And one of the key components is its speed has to be part of your story. If you lose a two-year-old... It's because you, you're a bad you're parent. Attention. You're just a bad daddy. That's it. For that moment, you can, you, look, you can fix it. You're a bad daddy if a two-year-old escapes your clutches. It was third and nine. <laughs> right. to make the first look, down. I turned around. She's gone. And here's the, and you're a bad mommy if daddy's responsible for the two-year-old during the, during the game. Yep. <laughs> You ought to know about like it. I last to night, explain that. Oh, no, no, no. You don't explain it. There's no explanation. You say, it's yours for three hours. I don't want it. That's your daughter. Right. We agree. If we want to keep a daughter, you watch it. I'm out for three hours. The game's more important? Yes. For three hours. Then I'm checking back in with the kid. Don't fall for that whole, you know, passive-aggressive gaslighting that you love football. There's ways of working You love out. football more than your kid. For three hours on a Saturday or Sunday, you do. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's long-term. It means that your priorities are not that child for three hours. And if someone else is there who doesn't care about the game, they should watch it. Evidently, there were two, and I'm, I'm just throwing it out there, potentially Middle Eastern parents who didn't care about their kid enough to uh, sightsee the White House and let it crawl through the wall. I am, I am sniping that thing. It's going to be a oh, bloodbath. Anything that pokes its head through. Why do we have a slatted gate? It looks a, great. Don't we need a solid gate for the White House? Can't we? What do you think? think? Take a page out of the Buckingham Palace. Yeah, put those giant steel doors on. You know, glass, maybe even just a real thick glass we can see through, but you can't penetrate. Nah, a rod iron, that'll work. <laughs> you just get to, nobody's going to slide through this. What are we, a baby with a bomb on it? What are the odds? Huge. They're huge. It would just be an embarrassment. The world. Uh, think of a worldwide embarrassment if a two-year-old snuck through and blew up.
the United States <laughs> suffered quite a tragedy this afternoon when a <laughs> sorry when a two year old crawled through and blew up part of the white house. Okay, I can't really hit by another baby bomb. Yeah, hit by another baby bomb. They're just <laughs> parents say the baby was so fast they couldn't catch it. <laughs> two year old. That's right. Americans believe that two year olds are so incredibly fast they can't be caught by a grown adult. Garbage. I understand you don't want to get off the couch and go get your kid crawling through the doggy door so it doesn't go in the pool. Because that seems like, oh, he's moving all over. Because you're tired and lazy and you're done. They're not faster than you. Brady, stop it. Occasionally, though. No, never, ever, ever in a speed contest would a baby beat a grown-up. Don't underestimate those little wizards. Totally overestimating the little wizards (laughs) that you losing to a two-year-old makes you the worthless human f***. That you may be. If you're like, well, there's a good chance that two-year-old will blow right by me. You are a, you need to get off my planet. You are a, you are everything I never want to be. You are a lump of nothing. If you lose to a two-year-old in a speed contest. He got me again. One of these days. <laughs> Chat GPT. I think that's the one I just, yeah. <laughs> uh, it says, evidently one of your new co-workers at the other station I had a two-year-old uh, get out of its condo last week, and Scottsdale police picked it up. Well, and it's the worst father in the world, and we work in the same building with him. I understand distractions, but using the excuse that it's too fast to catch is unacceptable. That's, you know, that's, all right. Well, if that's the case, then we're just going to take it away. From, you're not allowed to have it. If, you, if the speed of a two-year-old is too much for you, you're... We're just going to put this thing in a shelter and we'll get it to a family that's got, you know, bipedal capability. Crazy. <laughs> Too fast. Brady plans on losing a two-year-old. He wants that to be a thing. It's Never lost a two-year-old. Well, once. Yeah, you have. But if you ever came back, she's just too fast. I can't. Well, then we're going to bring up a rookie that's got a little more speed than the two-year-old to be the new daddy. Yeah, it had nothing to do with speed. Now, I'm going to bench you as a dad. I'm like, look, I'm going to put in a guy who can keep up with a two-year-old. If, if your excuse is Ben, the, the kid I'm guarding, too fast. All right, well, in sports, that means you sit, and the faster backup gets to play now. It's a family thing, because didn't you guys say that his uh, he got found in diapers yep. oh, at yeah. somebody's porch a couple times? Right. Well, Brady was the third kid. That was less about being fast and more about Bunny just didn't care. Done. Yeah. yeah, he's done at that <laughs> point. All right with the first two. Yeah, and then the third one, if we <laughs> they, lose the they third They should one. watch him. And that, that's the other thing. The parents say, oh, your older brother or whatever, watch him. Yeah. It, it, you don't put that responsibility on. But the problem that I had heard about your deal was it was when your kid, when your brother and sister were in school already and you were the one wandering around the streets and Bunny was just like, Franzia, where's my wine? I'm done. I've, I've raised two good ones. The third one will come back or it won't. That's fine. I did. Two for three is really good. That's Hall of Fame numbers. The only way you're going to lose a two-year-old if it's a two-year-old from Kenya. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, and if, you, if you've adopted a Kenyan two-year-old, there's a chance that, but I'll still beat all. Look, I'm confident at my current condition, all two-year-olds on the planet currently. On Even Earth, a Kenyan? I mean, look, there's, they're going to be the fastest ones. They're clearly <laughs> going to be the best ones. They're probably walking at like three months and like probably in a, in a slight light jog by one and a half. Uh, but I will be able to, uh, but just, just simply based on my stride versus theirs. Now, if there's a six foot two year old from Kenya, which is possible, a I'm questioning birth records. B, uh, there's a chance I'm looking, going, wow, all right, this is going to be one of my tougher battles. But I still think it's at night, at age two. All right, that has nothing to do with it. But although hilarious, it's not that. It, still, you always have an excuse on why you're going to lose the two year old. 
Well, how do you keep a dark baby around? It's, it's that kind of speed when there's no moon. <laughs> Africa has a moon, Brady. I lost him, officer. Why? He was too black. <laughs> That's never happened to us. We're the police. We find them everywhere. Oh. That was simply a joke for Brett because Brady feels bad about saying two-year-olds could outrun him. What about at night then? How come you keep trying to find reasons a two-year-old isn't going to outsmart you? (laughs) You have an insecurity that's that's shiny. (laughs) It's possible. I'll find an angle. All right, Kenyon. uh, No moon. Nighttime. You tell me you keep up with that. Yup. Now, in Kenya, there is a chance that if I did lose a two-year-old, I'd bring the wrong two-year-old back. (laughs) But I would bring back a two-year-old. The skinny one was outside. Is this ours? It looks just like ours. Anyway, stop it, Brady. Just get on board the the righteous side. I'm on board. I'm on board. You're you're fighting me a little bit on this one. Babies getting lost is inexcusable. Getting stolen, that's one thing. You lose a two-year-old, you're out on the parenting game. There's no coming back from that one. If, if you have to call someone and go, I can't find the two-year-old, what happened? Slipped away. Speed. Speed was the element. I, it was, I just didn't see it coming. So the average baby moving about one mile an hour, how long has he been gone? Jesus Christ, I have to admit, I haven't, I haven't seen him for hours. <laughs> it's, I'm a bad father. All right, we're going to take this baby away from you. You're not allowed to have one anymore. That's probably best. That's probably for the best. You lose your dog two or three times, you're not allowed to have a dog anymore. You lose a two-year-old, you're out. You're out. If at any point at the at the fun park, a coyote's toting your kid away, and you're like, huh? oh, Jesus Christ, you're out on parents. You're not allowed to have one anymore. They can sneak up on you, and you can wrestle them away. But if the coyote's like already just like, hey, I got your kid, and you're just like, yeah, well, anyway. Hey, do those <laughs> natural breasts, or did you? Because those are, <laughs> hold on a second. Is that your kid in that coyote's mouth? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're not that fast. Anybody want to challenge me? Bring your two-year-old down here. I, I swear, I, in any endeavor, athletically, I will kick the living <laughs> out of that thing. I will, speed, power, strength, jumping, kicking, throwing. There isn't a two-year-old out there. I'm not better at everything than. And I know for a fact if I was responsible for one, it, I wouldn't look over and go, hey, look on the White House grounds. That's ours. <laughs> How did that happen? Speed, honey, they're just lightning quick. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Has nothing to do with us being oblivious morons. Anyway, good luck to that. Go, son. But you, you do have to also imagine that that noise I'm making for uh, for Suns fans has to be the noise that uh, that father made at the White House, too. Going, where, where is it? Oh, oh, God, thank God they didn't shoot it. Oh, my God, my wife would have killed me. So I saw you. I saw you on the news today. What happened when you took the kids sightseeing? Oh, we got into the White House. <laughs> what was her name? I don't know. What you're talking about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, honey. What was her name? Stacia. <laughs> she strips over there. On the... <laughs> I'm sorry. Why you gotta bring up old stuff? So it's we all over on. the news. Here's your baby. Look, you're nowhere to be seen, but there's two guys holding your baby on the, on the White House side. On the White House side of the fence. <laughs> Great job, Brian. I'm sorry. Tell Caden Jaden. You're never going to see Caden Jaden again. He's just too quick for you. She's an influencer. Look, yeah, she was taking pictures. She asked me to hold her ring light. 
What would you have done? Oh, I don't know. Not put the baby down. <laughs> oh, right. Well, that's probably... Well, besides that... I guess you know how to do everything, right? I'm going to the bar. Take the baby. Where is he? Probably running track, you prick. <laughs> yeah, I, I challenge all your babies. Bring it down here. In fact, I'm going to bump it up to four. I'm going to bump it up to four. There isn't a four-year-old I can't catch. And, and I'm you not, got fake hips. And I get two fake hips, which puts me in a better situation than I was oh, a couple yeah. years ago. I'm very, I'm, I'm liquid fast right now. I'm very quick. I'm quicker than I thought I was ever going to be. I'm faster today than I was about 10 years ago. These hips are ridiculous. I'm robotic. Yeah, put a four-year-old in front of me. Now, I will tell you this. A four-year-old's a little bit more slippery. Uh, in my method, uh, I'm knocking him down. I'm going to be physical with it. He wants to try to get away from me. There's going to be some hog ties. There's going to be some you know, horse collars. There might be a clothesline. But you bring it down here. I will watch your child, and I guarantee you one thing. He ain't getting out of my sight. Now, if I care about him... I'll that's keep that's the key. The I distractions. Don't, I don't yeah. care about your kids. So if you're putting me again, that makes you a bad parent as well. Saying, "John, watch my child while I do something else." I'm like, it's the Anthony Jeselnik thing. It's like, will you hold my baby for a minute while you work or for whatever a, you're doing for a minute? Yeah, and then I'm dropping it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You get sixty seconds. I've agreed to sixty seconds of holding your baby. Take your stupid two-year-olds and shove them up your ass. I and mean, if it's a challenge, I will destroy them. And it's not even close. Brady, however, you might want to win an over I never lost a two-year-old. Yeah. Kirby was four. Yeah. You seem kind of convinced, though, that two-year-olds might outsmart you. And that worries me. You never know. And then he brings up the darkness, which I just don't think was appropriate. No, but... you interpret it. <laughs> no, we didn't. It's not we, about no, stop it. Don't backtrack on that. It's exactly what you meant. That's right, David Duke. We know exactly what you meant about your Kenyan baby losses. Uh, give us a wake-up song, 585-9800, a good one, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. 98KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. morning sickness. 98KUPD. There you go. Thank you, Alliance. Appreciate that. Uh, I got to appreciate the people that are emailing me for the wake up song saying, for Brady's uh, speedy Kenyan baby, uh, didn't you had, uh, didn't Sodomizing Linda have a song called This Dark Night? Yes, we did, and we're not playing that for the Kenyan baby. Uh, Seven Dust Blacks already come out. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing yeah. that. The Black Bra- Label Society. Brady can start his own bigoted radio station Black down the flags hall. Come that up. does that for the, yeah. uh, the an- anti Kenya FM radio. <laughs> Don't you just hate Kenya? Here's another one. Uh, one thing I did think is, you know, this is, the transgender thing is just a hot button. Uh, the news can't wait to do another story about transgender this, transgender that. Because they know it gets us arguing. And the whole point of the news now is to keep us divided, arguing, well, backroom deals fly about things we don't know. I mean, uh, you can be mad about transgenders in your school and infiltrating your life and all this other stuff. But meanwhile... I, do you know how much money has gone to other nations to fight wars we're not even involved in? Billions. And, yeah, I mean, we're just we're handing trillions of dollars here, a couple hundred billion there. And, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, you should be mad about transgenders. And we are. It's annoying more than anything. It's being shoved down our throat. Well, Arizona has a story. Uh, transgender girls go to court over Arizona school ban. I saw this on the news last night. And there was an interesting moment in the story where I thought this is why this is the misguided nature of. Of the entire thing. Now, first off, I was a small kid in in uh, 
elementary school and, and junior high. Tiny. I was one of the, remember the, everybody in junior high remembers the, the tiny kid. You know, like he wasn't as big as everybody. He grew late. I was a late bloomer, as they say. I didn't get any height until I was a, like a senior in high school. And I still weighed the same. Somehow or another, I managed to be about 120 pounds and six feet tall graduation day i mean the wind you could have faxed me through graduation the wind would have whipped me up and blown me away if there was a monsoon it was in that robe i just looked like curtains and a head coming at you uh so i was small so if in fact in my day there was an opportunity but i was athletic if there was an opportunity for me to play on the girls basketball team and all i had to do was wear like shiny dolphin shorts and tank tops I'd have considered that. My, I, I, my dad already thought I was gay because I was slight and I liked to do Boy George and George Michael too much. Uh, so the argument that a kid who's like not going to make it on the boys' teams just simply because his genetics didn't let him grow fast. And I wasn't big enough to play uh, football in eighth grade. I was too small. I could throw the ball better than anybody out there, but I was way too little. I would have gotten killed. But if they had a girls' team, and I was allowed to be on. I'd have done it. So maybe there's some of that. I also don't think there's that many transgenders to make this have to be a law. But evidently, uh, they're going to go to court now and sue over the ban against transgenders playing sports in school. And the article, the, the mother said something that really got me. Because it said... Uh, it denies them equal treatment under the law. And then one of the moms said something. Where is it? About like, uh, I worry that if they don't do this, it's going to affect my son's self-esteem. But walking around in girls' clothes at school, isn't you're not worried about his self-esteem there? You're not worried about... You're worried that if, the, if this doesn't... If he's not allowed to play on the girls' team as a, as a mental girl... It will destroy his self-esteem. I'm, I'm worried about his. I'm worried about his mental well-being if he's not allowed to play sports dressed as a girl. And I'm like, but you're not worried about his mental well-being walking around the school in girls' clothes of what the other kids are going to do. Like, where's the mental well-being worry for? Like, my son is going through a lot of strange stuff, and I really just need him to be on the girls' basketball team because he thinks he's a girl. And I'm worried that if he's not on that, his self-esteem will be destroyed. I think you got a bigger fish to fry than whether or not he's the starting point guard on the Lady Aztecs at Corona. And more focused on the idea of, is this real? Does he really think he's a girl or is there something going on? Matt, I think maybe you should take him to a psychiatrist rather than, you know, hey, you're pretty good at basketball, but you're not good enough to be on the boys' team. Let's get a law passed to where you can dominate some broads. <laughs> Although it would make girls' basketball better. Because suddenly... Angela can dunk. There's like, oh, yeah, already a couple that have crossed the line. Right, but it's a law here that they can't. In Arizona, you can't do it. So there's a few, obviously, that are, you know, the reason this is a, a story in the first place is because it's happening other places, and everybody's noticed it. But, yeah, the mom was like, well, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt the self-esteem, and I'm worried about my son's self-esteem. Your son has a lot more to worry about than his confidence. Yeah, tell him to be a man for Christ's sake. <laughs> well, you, can, well, you do that, that and he'll cry. Good. Because he, well, he's, he's a girl. You Life know, sucks. Get over it. <laughs> what if he would play, you know, what if he was allowed to play, uh, you know, and try out on the boys' side? He is. Being, he's a boy. That's what I'm saying. Because he wants to play on the women's side because he would be a dominant athlete? Because no, he's not good Because he thinks he's a girl. That's what I'm saying. 
Right. Well, that's what we're saying. But yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. Take take into consideration your seventh or eighth grader thinks it's the opposite sex. Is your biggest concern? Oh no. How's he going to be the point guard for whatever gendered team he's on? Or is it like, okay, sports is no longer really a big deal. We have to just make sure that the seventh grader's mind is in order going forward while they develop, uh, you know, into human beings. You don't have to, you don't sit and worry about whether or not they're going to start on the girls team because they think they're a girl. That, that shouldn't matter. It should never be a law. It should be like, no, your kid's got something else going on. Well, he wants to play basketball. He can play basketball, but let's let's be honest here. This is not gonna this isn't the self esteem barrier we're worried about here. Your kid thinks it's another gender. There's something else going on with its confidence and self esteem that you need to worry about a little more than point guard. But switched around, if it was a girl wanting to play on the boys' team, yeah. That doesn't it, exist. We, we, I know. Yeah. Wouldn't make it. Right. And it's not pretty much but, 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 but not gonna happen. Some we had a girl on the on the boys soccer team. At so there's well, that, that's why you you know I can understand when they're saying it's not fair on that side because then well, you have the you know the college swimmer right well because it's always going to be the boys the boys and, dominating the girls sports and yeah. if a, and if a girl thinks she's a boy and wants to play boys sports nobody cares because she's not going to make the team like ninety percent of the time it's just not going to happen badminton I don't even know if that's gender based. The, here's the here's what fair and equal looks like. I can fix it. You eliminate if this is going to be an argument at all. You eliminate genders and it's just open tryouts and you take the five best ones. And nope, there's no like have to have two girls on the team because that's not fair and equal. Eliminate the boys and girls. Eliminate boys and girls. Happen. And it's free all for all. Squad. We have one team. It'll never happen. It won't happen. It can't happen because everybody who says fair and equal wants to dismiss the fact that it's not fair and equal. Naturally, that's why we have boys and girls sports in the first place. I'm sorry, your daughter is not an athlete. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You're always trying out for teams. But it's not fair. Well, okay. Yeah, that's, that's the whole why we divide it. That's why we used to divide it, and now you want to change that too. It's this these dumb blinders. You know, just Google search Letter Kenny, hockey coach, explains women and men's sports. Yeah. I watch the Olympics every year. Every single time. The men's times eclipse the women's times. Every single event. <laughs> All the time. If you want to play hockey with men, you're going to be eaten through a tube. It's over. The biggest girl playing hockey is 150 pounds. Soaking wet. Top to bottom. With loonies and toonies in her pocket. Even if you put a 300-pound woman. She can't football. skate fast enough. She can't play. 300-pound woman isn't strong. She's fat. A 300-pound woman has a thyroid disorder. That's what they say. <laughs> well, that's what they have to say. Yeah. They're just eating too much. We both, oh, we both know what's going on. But if she's 300 pounds, like, I can play some football. All right. I'm going to put you up against a 300-pound man who is mostly muscle, and you're going to be eaten through a tube. Why do you think this is divided in the first place? But now, yeah, now we got to go have, uh, you know, the, the courts decide whether or not Jimmy Jane uh, can play point guard for Corona del Sol because he wants to be a girl, basically. And because it'll, it, it, Brady, it'll hurt his self-esteem if we say no. That poor little angel thinks it's a girl and his self-esteem's on, the school has to be, no, the parents are responsible for the kid's self-esteem, not the, whether or not he can be point guard for the girls' team. 
He has to just be. What can? And evidently, every family's got one now. Can you look at your transgender kid right now and go, "Look, sorry, you've got to. You have to just face reality and look down and say, I got a dick.' That eliminates me from a couple of things. You know, I, I'm making this transition. Not everybody has to bow down to me. I'm going to say I'm a girl, but you still got a dick. You still got testosterone. You still got all sorts of stuff going on. You can't play on the girls' teams. Yeah, you're going to play I'm on sorry. the boys' teams. You're different. We're trying to do our best to include you and not make it uncomfortable. But there's a few things you have to just you just have to dismiss as possibilities. One of them, uh, people with dicks can't play on the girls' team. That's just a thing. And until until that changes, like you know, biologically, that's just something you forfeit the second you announce I'm not the gender I think I am. Let's just stop. Stop this, Brady. I have to ask, what the? F- <laughs> How come I'm the voice of reason? I'm an idiot. But there's just when you have a dick and you want to play on the girls team, you automatically forfeit your right to the girls team. Thanks. That's it. That's the argument. Why are we why are we coddling this? Why is this not easy? It doesn't make any sense to me. We have to go to court and talk to the courts and get this changed. Why? Your son has a dick. What's a daughter? Okay, your daughter has a dick. You're born with a dick, you 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 and you say and I'm all for it. You know, maybe he's going through something I don't understand. I'm never going to put myself, but he can't play basketball on the girls' team. Can, can we just agree to agree on this, that, that the, the minute your dick is involved, that you're not on the girls' team anymore? Can we all just say that? But he thinks he's a girl. I mean, it's a- oh, okay, no, 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 no. Can't happen. Sorry. That's one thing. That's one thing you lose when you make the announcement that I think I'm another thing. You know? Can't do it. And it's easy. And, and problem solved, right? I just solved the problem. If somebody with guts would stand in front of this the group of people and say, I'm sorry, your son has a penis and testosterone coursing through his veins as he grows older. We've got him on blockers. All right. Well, when that's over, we'll, we'll assess it. But for now, no, not playing for Corona. Not going to do it. Saban Lee gets the job as point guard of Corona. Not, no, not your kid. You're even, hurting your self-esteem. Like, no, you're hurting your self-esteem. You're the one bringing this to the news and courtrooms and everything else. You're making a fool of this kid. Knock it off. He's got a dick. Uh, dress him up as a girl. Play, play all you want. Uh, get, get the psychological help needed and, and knock it off. You can't play on the girls' team. People keep bringing up that movie Ladybugs. Yeah. Old Rodney Dangerfield movie. <laughs> Which is, you know, because of Rodney. Yeah. It's so weird. How he got a family movie is beyond <laughs> me. Dress this little boy up as a girl. We'll win a game. Really? We got Rodney Dangerfield in a kid transvestite movie? Hey, what could go wrong? Hey, I'm a family-friendly guy. And yeah, that's what I want. Rodney Dangerfield in charge yeah. of a cross-dressing young man. And the locker room scene, it's like, all right, uh, we should probably leave. This is weird. Yeah, if I get my little nephew over here, he's great at soccer. We'll fool them all. And that movie is now like trendsetting or something. I don't yeah. know what it is. Because it used to be uh, accepted mentally, because we all weren't mentally insane, that a young man dressed as a woman playing on a girls team had an unfair advantage. And that used to be called scamming the system. Yep. Now it's normalizing equality. Nope. Can somebody with guts just be in charge of something? I got to ask again, Brady, because it's driving me bananas. What the See, this is why we love sports. I get this. I get this story, and I'm reading it like, "Well, this is ridiculous." And I was, I was so happy being uh, dismissed from society for such a long time. But 
If Kirby said, I want to play on the boys' football team because I think I'm a man, your first thing would be like, well, here, here's a straw, and you try to get the potatoes, corn, and tenderloin sandwich through that straw because you got to get used to eating from a tube. You're going to get your spine separated from your neck. But you're not. You're not. You're not built for that. You're not built. I to told get it. her that more or less. Uh, not the straw thing, but basically <laughs> well, you she, she was you know thinking about playing tackle football. football. And I'm like, no, you're you know in ninth grade. I'm sorry, you're just too late in the game because most of these people, Look, even a handful that even start that first year. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, I have boy it's bones. Not gonna work. I've had boy bones my whole life, and I could throw a football a long, long way. And in a summer practice, I got hit by either TC or Toby Wright, twins, don't know. Both of them ended up pros. Two years ahead, they were at the football field too. And I realized right then and there, I'm too small. I'm going to get killed out here. That dude is a year and a half older than me. What's great and is he's a man, that, and though. I'm this weird little boy. I'm not developed enough for this. You've got girl bones. She's I don't- seeing it in flag football alone that, you know, like on the speed yeah. and, uh, well, juking and stuff like that. She's like, I don't have the juking, but yeah. she, uh, I give it to her. She goes out there, you know, in this flag. Um, she's completing passes. She's, you know, but she knows not to the level of the. It's the guys, garbage Saturday morning kid football. It is. You start getting into punching and hitting, but it hasn't got it hasn't so gotten over. to her brain that oh, I want to take it to the right. next level. It's a eye opener and saying, yeah. oh. Megan was if, a, now. If it's all girls, which now some high schools are starting to. But that's what we're talking about. If yeah. it's all girls, and then a boy who can't make the boys' team says, "By the way, I'm a girl." Yeah, you're gonna have the same well, problem. We're gonna make a team you can make. Megan was an uh, all-state soccer player here at Barry Bongwater High School, and they're like, "Well, you guys did the two good ones on their team. They're like, you want to play on the boys' team?" She did one practice. She's like, "I can't. I can't keep up with them. The speed is it's lightning fast compared to what I'm used to." She's athletic. She could run. She could jump. She could play soccer. And in relativity to the other girls, she was good. You put her out there with a bunch of dudes, the worst dude on the team is better than her. Sorry, there's your equality. Shove it up your ass. It's not the same. We're trying to pretend we're all equal. We're not. I'm not equal to great athletes. That's why they're great athletes and I'm not. I'm not looking for equality. That's what sets people apart. That's why we have good and bad. You have to have both to have something. This guy's John, you can't have a small and a large. Without it, you don't have a medium. I hate places that start with medium. There's no such thing as medium without a small. What if he had a son and he cut his crank off? Oh, my God. Would he be on the girls' team? No. He should be arrested. If he just clipped it off with some scissors? No, no, you know what I mean. <laughs> if he went yeah. through the whole operation? Yes, yes, yes. Because you, you know, we all know somebody that, that's uh, kind of going through that, yeah, changing yeah. over. But, right. And and sports is the last thing on their mind and should be. It's like we got a lot going on here with life that makes it so sports is not going to be a thing. They can play, but no, you are, you are, you know, that Leah Thompson still has a penis, the one that's been breaking all the girls' swimming records. Fantastic story. But, uh, yeah, if you got somebody who goes through the full operation and, you know, I don't know what happens to your body when that goes on. But I still assume that you're not going to be like the most athletic person. You've put your body through an adaptation that I would assume stunts some sort of muscle development. Even at uh, 18, sometimes you feel like, you, you know. Yeah. You're still developing in certain areas. You are until you're like 22. Your bones yeah. don't harden until you're in your early 20s. So you're not done yet. 
They always say that about uh, draft picks. Like, he's 19. A couple more years, he's going to fill out. You get a little bigger. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know how it works. I'm not a doctor, but I do know that if you uh, change out all your inner testosterone and hormones are now introduced, there's got to be some sort of a, a pattern inside your body that says, eh, probably not the best time for you to go out there and smash into giant 300-pound linemen. Just don't get it. And there's no girls' football team that matters. So if your little boy wants to be a girl and play in football, uh, it, it, stop it. There's no team for that. It just isn't. Well, you got to start a whole transgender sports thing, which I would watch. I think well, that's what somebody fun. said. Like, how about a transgender uh, sports league? It's starting to well, seem like we have enough to watch it. Just, no, I mean it's well, like the WNBA. Yes, yes I would watch the first few weeks. Well, I'm of course, yeah, 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 yeah. The but it's like the WNBA. It'll be the novelty wears off. Oh, yeah. It's like oh, okay, yeah. right? Until there's not. I mean, just um, I'm, there's co-ed leagues. So right, it's right. both. But they want they want the attention for the world of equality. They want to pretend like their world exists. The people who are fighting for this want to pretend a world exists that doesn't exist. That's really what you're fighting for is just blinders to say, stop saying things I don't like. That's basically it. Stop stop bringing reality to the party. Reality makes me upset. Stop being logical and realistic. We have to, we have, to have a world where I'm equal to everyone else or I'm going to fall off the planet. I have no self. You're, the mother has the self-esteem problem. She can't look at her kid and go, you're not good enough. That's the truth. My dad told me that several times about you're too small. You're going to get killed out there. You're not good enough. You're, you're, you're athletic. You're not good enough. I'm like, he's probably right. And then when that, that black dude hit me, <laughs> one of the Wright brothers, not, you know, Orville and Wilbur, <laughs> that dude clobbered me. And it was a light, you know, it wasn't much. And I was like, oh, I don't want any more of that ever again. And I didn't become a human male, really, until I was like, my like my 18th birthday i started to realize hey i've gotten kind of bigger like i'm i'm a human male i'm 175 pounds now that's 40 pounds in three months i'm something's happening i remember there was a hot girl named shara sean that hadn't seen me since senior year and she saw me midway through my first year of college and she just stared at me and she goes i can't believe i'm looking at you and i'm like what and she goes you're like a grown man now well, yes, I am. There's like, no blue ink on your pants. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> got pubes now. They showed up late. You've grown into like being like you're a real human man. I know. He used to be just a tiny boy. Yeah. Some things haven't changed. I'm not going to lie to you, so your expectations remain low. Your penis is the same? Exactly, sister. Some of my pubes are longer than my pee-pee. I'm not going to lie. And that's how it left. You just had a, a good discussion with her. Wow, she, you didn't, didn't see that she was like attracted to you. I saw nothing. <laughs> I think my answer was uh huh, and then we were done talking. <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, you think about it now. You know, you're like a grown man. I am interested. I'm like, yeah. I am big boy. <laughs> I am be, big boy. I was a little boy. Now I'm like big boy. I eat bread. To Comes Pan for the Spanish audience. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sarah was hot, too. Like, she was cute. Hadn't seen her in a year. Shows up. My God, look at you. Full-grown man. I'd oh, love yes, to. look at me. Yeah. Let me, uh, yeah, remember how little I was? I was embarrassing. Now you're all grown up. Yep. Bye now. Go play some video games. Idiot. Bye, Sarah, Sean. Hot girl. <laughs> 
but I still had, you know, gangly weirdo brain. Boy. I had no idea that I could attract a girl. I was pretty much resigned to the idea that that was never going to happen. I'm still in that mode. I still don't think anybody should be. I know who I, I know what I was. I know what Cheryl was comparing me to. And that, that thing was still embarrassing. That watermelon on a toothpick wandered around looking like Mr. Mackey before anybody who knew who Mr. Mackey was. And Shara saw the, the the difference, and I still was the mental brain of the undersized weird kid. So I didn't have a chance with her. You wore that outfit for the rest of the week. Uh, probably. I probably did. Yeah, I probably did. Actually, that still lives with me because Kelly downstairs, the new girl, said, that shirt looks great on you that I wore a shirt uh, the other day. And, and she goes, it makes your eyes pop. You look great. I'm like, thanks, Kelly. And the next morning, I searched for a shirt on the thing of the same color. <laughs> I did it again. I, was, I, I can't wear the same one again, but it, it, it works. So if Shara Sean's out there listening, sorry about that. I didn't mean to dismiss you. I thought you were attractive, and I didn't think I had a chance. But, you know, in hindsight. But, you know, circling back. Then I could have played boy sports because I was a full-grown boy. Couldn't have been high school. Stupid. I just get tired of the argument. It just makes too much sense to me. I guess I just make too much sense now. Brett, remember when you first met me? You're like you never once said that guy makes all the sense in the world. You've grown. <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm the same moron I was when you met me. The world has uh, devolved to have these types of arguments. My daughter with a penis wants to play basketball at Corona. No. Why? Come on, you know why. He, she can hear you. Jeez, you're hurting her self-esteem. <laughs> Sorry. That's your job to fix. Not Corona's. What's going on? Right, that's what I'm asking. Why can't he play, she play on the girls' team? Dick and balls. This is an easy win for me. I'm not a lawyer. Judge, throw the case out. Your question of why can't my daughter... Play on the girls' team is answered simply with dick and balls. And the argument's over. No, it's not. Yes. Unfortunately for you, it is. Take the L. Don't bog down the court system with this and go home and cope. He's mean. Right. Whatever. Sorry. Some of us are. Guess you what hate I him. guess what I am. I'm the same thing hanging between your daughter's legs. I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> now get out of my courtroom. You're not a real judge. Right. And your son isn't a real girl. <laughs> well you both Whoa! have we both have pretend happening, so get out. I'm gonna play with my unicorn in the office. Idiots. But yeah, I feel you know who I feel most sorry for is news people. Because Hanging out with a few news people of late, they hate telling these stories. They have to act like they care about this stuff or they're, like, interested or, like, there's a right and wrong. T- they or don't show it. any. Well, they're supposed to show nothing. Yeah. But deep down, they're like, oh, it's a terrible story. Because they all now the, now the news has to have, like, after the story, they have to look at the other person and go, wow. Well, hopefully we get this one right. Well, this is yeah, a doozy. They have, to, they have to actually act like, well, you know, someday society will catch up to it. And then later they're like, can you believe this nonsense with the, the girl with the dick that wants to play basketball? And I want a letter from that, that mother. Email me. Tell me. You're an asshole. My son's going through I know your son's going through a lot. That's your job. Quit bringing it into the public eye. Make it easier for him. Courtrooms and basketball games are out while we decide what we're going to do with our dicks. 
Are you going to keep it? Are you going to get top surgery? Oh, and these are the questions you need to be asking, not, do you think you can make the team as a shooting guard or a point guard? It's not a question. You're done with basketball, son, ma'am. <laughs> I want to be the judge of that. I will be the transgender judge. Can my son play basketball? What does it think it is? A girl. Does it have a dick and balls? Yes. No, it cannot. Next case. <laughs> Why was that so fast? Because this is easy. That you're is ask- a limp defense. You're asking me what two it's plus charged. two is, and, and you're trying to say it's five. It's not. It's four. Next next case. My daughter wants to play basketball. Does she have a dick and balls? Yes. No. Next case. What? By the way, where's the dad here? Because he'd be, he'd be logically talking some sense into this. And we wouldn't be in court if Dan Holmberg was your husband. You're going to do what then? I'm taking him to court. Our daughter has a dick and balls. You realize that that's why she can't be on the team, right? That's not fair. All right, you need to take some Xanax and a wine and shut up about it. You're embarrassing the family. You literally like- want to stand in front of a, a, a judge... And ask if our son can play in the girls' team. Did or he? the public record. <laughs> right, yeah. For, and then the news is going to get hold of it. You realize that. It's, it's bad for self-esteem. Bad for self-esteem. Is it going to be bad for self-esteem when Jared Dillingham is talking about our son's dick on the girls' team? That's not bad for self-esteem. Equality. You don't know what that means. I figured it out. Judge Holmberg presiding. Never thought we'd hear that. I know. Now show me the receipts. My- <laughs> yeah, I would have to sit back with my, oh my God, another one? My daughter wants to run track. Does it have a dick and balls? Yes. No, next case. Turn it. Why? Just shut up and leave, lady. Same answer. It's the last nutbag. I'll do but it. We're different. By the way, I'll do it for free, state. If you don't want to bog the court system down with time and paperwork. I, there's no paperwork involved. It's, the answer is no to all of it. You're not fair. You're a transphobe. No, I'm not. I'm not scared of your kid at all. Not even a little bit. I won't even have bad dreams about it. I'm not afraid of it at all. Pretty sure I can take him in a fight if you want to do that, too. But I'm not scared of your son. I'm not scared of you. Phobe means afraid. I'm not afraid of it. I just know what reality looks like, and you hate it, and I love it. So that's where we're different. Next case. Hi, my name's Brady. I know you. I'd like to play on the girls' team. You're a 55-year-old. But I identify as a teen girl. No, next case. Damn it. I was going to dominate those hoes. (laughs) Yes. Do you have a dick and balls? That's up for debate, Your Honor. I am a dick. That's a different court case altogether. I I find your questions intrusive. (laughs) Let me see them. Oh, jeez. Never mind. I don't want to play girls' ball. I have been accused of having no balls. Hi, my name's Brady. I'm in the 55-plus pickleball community, and I'd like to be on the girls' side. You don't want to play co-ed? No, I could dominate the ladies. Why do you think that? It boils down to having a dick and balls, sir, and I just want to take advantage of that while this whole craziness ensues. How come it's not happening in that community? How come the senior living community is not having a huge trans... I mean, Caitlyn Jenner was the only one that's over a certain age. It's like, I'm switching out. That isn't trying to play like, because they have that all the time in senior centers, right? Yeah. Senior centers have women's golf, men's golf, mixed women's doubles. sports. They do have mixed doubles, but yeah. they also have women's. That probably. But that's my point. Yeah. They also have women's tennis. They have a women's league. They have mixed doubles. They have men's. 
No man is going, well, I'm just going to switch up and beat the crap out of these old ladies. I'm playing the ladies team. Yeah, I'm not doing it. And no, no man at 55 plus is going, you know how much easier golf would be with that 40-yard advantage from the girls' teeth? I'm switching out. Because they know that that generation would be like, you can't do that. You've got a dick and balls. Next up on the trans tee is the... <laughs> right, put it somewhere in the middle. Jenner foursome. I'll tell you right now. Uh, my golf game could use a trans tee. In fact, there is one. When you think about it. You got one. Champ- no, there's four on Alonica. They get the champion tees. Usually those are silver or black. Then you got the next the one. The tips. The tips, they call them, because that's the only person that can hit from there, one with a tip. <laughs> you got a tip? Right. You you're a woman. You're not swinging from the tips. That's a big hit. I'm a man. I'm not swinging from the tips. A lot of times, the hole is almost 600 yards, and there's water on it. I need a head start. Then you got that second level, the goals. Yeah, it's like tips. And or, that's you usually know, where you and I would gold, play. Gold, blacks, or, yeah. or blue, white, red. Two. Yeah. And then you got that weird green one. Sometimes. And then ladies' tees. And the green one's the trans tee. The green one's for the guys who can't move as well, the 80-year-olds. Dale Hellis. Sometimes I'll have a senior tee. But mostly it's trans tee. It's ladies' tee. (laughs) Weird, we're not so sure tee. Men who aren't great at it tee. Great players. The question mark tees are? The question mark tee exists. You've noticed over the, we played golf a long time. There's a fourth now. Yeah. And it's mainly just like, we get it. We're not going to call it the trans tee, but it's somewhere between a woman and a functioning male hits from here. You're broken. Something's wrong with you. Like Aaron, Dale Hellestray can barely walk. He hits from the trans tees. He hits from those green ones. <laughs> I want to enjoy my day. That's what he always says. So you got to hit from them ambiguous tees. Like what are those called? Senior champions. Oh, they've given it a cute name. That's a that's adorable. That's nice. Basically, what it is is guys who can't walk to you and ladies with a little too much confidence to. But I don't know why you wouldn't take advantage of that fifty yard head start. If I was in competition, there was money on the line. That's why it's great in scrambles. I'd show up in a Versace onesie. You couldn't imagine and play for those girls' tees. Are you identifying as a woman today? There's a hundred grand on the line. You're goddamn right, I am. You think I'm going to play back there at the harder ones? He's been driving the greens on every par four. He's smashing it. He's hitting there. God, that lady's hitting it. It must be 290. Yeah, I'm on the green again. I overdrove the par four from 268. Who knew? You're going to show up dressed like Paige Sporanic and stuff or what? <laughs> oh, I would. And, hey, look, by the way, I'd be blowing everybody on the floor. <laughs> Whore. Just to prove I mean it. That 100 grand is going to go in my pocket. Once again, Janelle Holmberg has won the ladies' turn. It's $100,000 in the ladies' cross arm. The beautiful. Who are you wearing? Vera Wang. <laughs> Why do you wear her? Because it reminds me of my Wang that's under the dress. You don't want to hit from those weird trans tees that exist now? Not really. Maybe someday. Just everybody needs to knock it off. Once again, I'm right. You're crazy. Next case. My son identifies as pan gender. What does that mean? He thinks he's Peter Pan? No, he's got it's fluid. All right. When he makes a decision, come back to the courtroom. I don't want to hear uh, indecisiveness in here. He thinks he's sometimes he's this, sometimes he's that, sometimes he's nothing. Oh, your son sounds crazy. You need to deal with that somewhere else. And that's okay. Yeah. He's equal. He wants to play basketball. Well, he can decide he wants to be a point guard, but he can't decide what he is day to day. I need a point guard that makes decisions. You imagine Chris Paul isn't sure if he's a girl, boy, or otherwise, but he's got to, you know, he's got to make a quick snap pass. No, I, I need a point guard that's decisive. Yeah, case closed. Next case. He can play on the online team. 
My daughter is a gender fluid, uh, non-cis, binary, all the words, all the words that confuse, he's all of them. All right, and he wants to... Run track on the... No, next case. <laughs> no. You're no. not even... You, you don't, don't listen. No, I don't need to. You're, you you're an idiot. Next. Yeah, I don't need to let, You're minutes. going the wrong way on the freeway, lady. I don't need to know what's going on. I've seen it. <laughs> And yeah. so much time you'd save being the judge on that because yeah. it's like, up. Oh, you got two cases this month. Oh, can you imagine? No, I think it would be the other way. I think at the end of every day, I'd get a new award for most cases closed in a day in the history of court. John Holmberg, you're an amazing judge. 650,000 cases in one day. I don't know how you speed through the docket like that. You've solved them all. Yeah, I've pretty much solved this transgender thing. I'm all for you doing your thing, but, you know, can't play sports. That's it. I don't know. I've gone on enough. I'm just tired of all of you. <laughs> uh, I wish Jared Dillingham and Yetta Gibson would just go, not this sh- again. Okay, listen to this nonsense story. They're tired of it, too. Couldn't they just read the headline and go, next, next story, dumb. <laughs> Tell me about a fire or something. Give me some real news. Did this happened close to my house. Did I know that guy? Otherwise, move on. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Bert? I uh, wake up song, of course, brought to you by Action Ride Shop. It's time to hit the trails. The weather is amazing, especially today. I don't even think it's supposed to hit ninety yeah, today. Perfect. But uh, today's a hit the trails. Go on, go on over. If you haven't hit a trail yet on your own bike, go rent a bike. If you if you need to purchase a bike, pick one up. I mean, the, the Action Ride yeah. Shop's going to give you all the details you need. They got all the products you need and all the advice you're going to ever need. So ActionRideShop.com. Check them out on the socials, Instagram, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, on the list, Black Label Society, Seven Dust Black for Brady's Baby earlier. Um, Parkway <laughs> Drive just announced they're coming back in October, so we have two suggestions Ooh. for them. Uh, Terror, Godsmack, Chimera, Avatar Falling in Reverse. Uh, there's a new Foo Fighters song that got released. It is. Yeah. Any good? Did you listen to it? Uh, it's Foo Fighters. It's they, yeah. They, I mean, it's gone formula. Yeah. I mean, it's it's this good. is the no Taylor Hawkins song. I believe so. I'm curious. Called Rescued. I have to be curious. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, like I said, if you like the foo, you'll like it. Rescued, eh? Let's do it. Let's, Let's get, get some of that. Try. You got it? Uh, Toledo have Toledo it anywhere in there? ran in there. He I just keeps, he's, he's just loading up with prey. Parkway drives in my, so I got backups just in case. We don't have it in the system, huh? Yeah, you want to try to, do you have it in Yeah, I'll look for it. Rescued, huh? And this is the first non-Taylor Hawkins uh, release, which a lot of times Dave plays all the instruments anyway on the recordings and then yeah. brings it okay, to the Okay, I, I think I got it here. All right. Uh, and the Foo's Coming to Town, which is a fantastic, you know, twist that nobody saw coming. They, I thought they'd take a long break, but they're not. They're going to be here with the Breeders in October, and they sold out. The Breeders? Yeah. Not from yeah. the Breeders from yep. the Cannonball or yeah. whatever that was? Yeah. Wow. It's the only song I know by them. But it's a great song. That is. Yeah, it it is. really is. Oh, yeah, the breeders are coming with them. And that, that, that sold out talking stick in a day. It sold out? Yeah. And those ticket prices, too? I know. They, were getting they weren't screwing things. around. They sold They're out getting in a day. 550 resale in yeah. the pit right yeah. now. They, uh, that sold out fast. So let's find out what the food's got for you. Maybe it's something great you'll hear live in October. I'm sure they'll play it. Uh, Rescued is the song? Yeah. All right. We're hearing it for the first time together. It's the foo. <laughs> It's out of control now. Morning Sickness. 
we'll get to that in a little while. It's time now. Oh, we're, we're 12 and a half minutes away from the Doug Hopkins oh, uh, right. price guarantee game. Now, we're doing this all week, qualifying folks uh, to win $5,000 from our friend, TV's Doug Hopkins, whose birthday it was yesterday. But it's birthday boy week for Doug. A lot of backlash long. yesterday. Who what? A lot of backlash yesterday on the uh, the menu and the ordering. Why? Uh, people not believing that was actually Brady's uh, receipt. Why? Uh, not enough meat. Oh, there's a lot Definitely of meat on not there. enough cheese. Ten- oh, there's cheese and, and tenderloin. And there was a ton. Pork tenderloin, ham- two hamburgers. You yeah. said the pork tenderloin wasn't yours. Oh, you mean on was, my personal? Yeah, the I whole was, thing. Yeah, the I was joking that that was my Dark chocolate own. milkshake and hamburger is <laughs> I'm a just saying, dead were, giveaway that this is a bogan order. People that, were saying, next time, give us a real bogan order. Yeah. I mean, nobody outside of the 1950s orders a milkshake to wash down the meal. It's usually a dessert later. There was only one 7-Up on the thing. That means somebody had a milkshake as their designated drink for food. And who'd think that it wasn't me between my brother and Kirby? True. I don't believe you. (laughs) Brother had the 7-Up. Kirby had the shake. Now you don't have to sell it to us, Brady. We know we know your we know your story. Oh no, I've had a, <laughs> a milkshake and I'd as have, a drink because like normally, like I'll just have a water or a tea. Very rarely, like a couple scoops of ice cream and some milk and blend that up for me. Go out on a limb and say today's is also not Brady's. Yeah, you no, know, it's a Subway receipt. Yeah, I think that's me. Oh, is it? I think might be a quick hit Subway DoorDash. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, but it's coming up at about 8 o'clock. You guess her. Guess that price, and you can maybe win $5,000. I don't think... And, and, you know, it's not surprising if there's a child involved that they ordered a milkshake as their drink for food. That's weird. That's not a normal, like, sip and drink for when you're eating. That's a meal in itself. Uh, oh, it should it's... be a meal in itself. It's not really a drink. It's actually food, a milkshake. <laughs> to a, you know, person that's not drinking to kill themselves. But that happens. Uh, it's time now for Brady to give you all the news that only Brady knows. We call this the Brady Report, and it is Wednesday, and that means it's Wingsday Wednesday at Hooters. And for a limited time only, choose your own Wingsday adventure. Oh, 20 wings, get 10 free. Mm-hmm. There's Adventure A. Or get all the uh, all the, uh, all you can eat wings for $20.99. Now you got to eat in the restaurant for that one because they just keep bringing them to you. You can't. To go, all you can eat. That would just be a waste of gas. Your carbon footprint would be too large. You have to eat in the restaurant to have the all you can eat. But buy 20, get 10, you can get those to go. Because the transaction ends. All you can eat, it truly never ends. So it's dining only. Something else, this is a big day, John Hooters. It's the calendar shoot today. Oh, it is? And hopefully if my uh, pictures go well, I, m- I maybe get into it this year. Are you going to it again? Yeah. Today? Yeah. You've got two modeling shoots yeah. today. You're practically a Jenner. Yeah, him and Norm from uh, downstairs <laughs> is going. <laughs> you going to the Hooters shoot again? Yeah. No kidding. It went so well last year to not include yeah. you in the calendar. I'm They've asked do it you back. Again. Remember that guy we had that we didn't include in any of it? Let's bring him back. (laughs) I'm in. Second time's the charm. Okay, you going to put me in this time? Hey, bottom line is, you do what you do. You make the girls feel good about themselves, evidently, enough to have you. (laughs) I guess so. Your mascot days have never died. (laughs) Your mascot in a way for the, you're not a perverted mid-50s guy hanging around a Hooters bikini shoot. You're part of it. You're not the uh, William Macy of Boogie Nights at all. No. 
Well, enjoy that. And I would love to go, but I would feel too creepy. I'm going to watch Brady watch the girls. <laughs> hey ho! <laughs> anyway, enjoy Wings Day. And then uh, hopefully we get some proofs from Brady's shoot today. We got two modeling shoots. We got big stuff going on. We're going to be models today. Then Yay. Brady's going to go to another shoot. He's a, you're booked up. Woo. You're all booked. You on the cover of uh, Big Boy Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually called Hogue. It's spelled H-O-G. Kind of like hoagie. Eh, we, we serve them. You get coupons. There's a new Chunks magazine coming out. <laughs> Dark chocolate shake versus regular chocolate shake. We debate. Milkshake magazine. Brady, this podcast 45 minutes. It's a lot to talk about. One shake? Two shakes. Chocolate and dark chocolate. Pay attention. Follow the bouncing chip. Uh, anyway, Brady, I uh, hope you can contain yourself with all your busy day ahead of you. Uh, please report it. Good Wednesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. It's also National Garlic Day. Okay. Take that, vampires. A couple of baseless fun facts. And guineas. And guineas? Yeah. <laughs> You don't like it? No, I love I was it. Gonna say. Oh, I love it. Well, vampires me? hate garlic. garlic. You love garlic. Oh, yeah. There's no way you could be a vampire. Imagine being an Italian vampire. It goes against everything. The average American factory worker in 1890 was putting a, a 100-hour work week. Back when America was thriving and stuff? Yeah. Because we worked real hard and tried. Lou Bega, the guy behind the song. Mambo oh. number five. The genius that is Lou Bega. Isn't from Cuba. Oh, my God. Or any other Latin country. His name is David Lubega. He was born in Germany. Mm. He's half Italian, half Ugandan. He was inspired to make the song after a trip to Miami. And he met 15 girls and included Boatload of cocaine and yeah. girls. And, <laughs> and Monica by his side. Little Erica by my side. A whole lot of readers what I need. Did he even have another song? I no. How good you follow up? You, yeah. you retire after Mambo yeah. Number 5. When you make millions off Mambo Number 5, you're just like, that's it. I got lucky. I'm not even going to try this again. That's like your first at bat is a grand slam in the World Series. Don't come back next year. <laughs> it's never going to get rain. better than this. You're done. David Prowse, the guy who played Darth Vader in the original Star Wars, was a weightlifting champion and helped Christopher Reeve bulk up for Superman. Yeah, how did that work out? Darth Vader trained Superman. And then what? They both ended up with a bunch of apparatus to keep him alive. <laughs> oh, <you have> <laughs> that well, it was the same life pattern. <laughs> Similar paths. <laughs> Someday you'll be as strong as I will. Strapped to machines that keep your heart and lungs working properly. Now lift that weight. Tote that barge. You've heard... It takes 21 days to make a new habit stick. Researchers at Caltech looked into it, found that there's not really one size fits all answer like that. They say the 21 number isn't based on any science. How long it takes depends on what the habit is and other factors like your personality. They looked into two different habits to see how long it took for each one to stick. Hand washing and going to the gym on a regular basis. 300 hospital workers had to get into the habit of washing their hands more. And that one only took a few weeks to catch on. 
But they also tracked 30,000 people who signed up for gym memberships. They said they had to keep going on an average of six months before it became a habit. Yeah. So tougher habits require more patience. Well, things you enjoy are easier to become hab- yeah. habitual. One big factor was how long it had been since the last time they went to the gym. So if that worked out in years, it might take a little bit longer to form that habit. Scott Haynes wants to produce your podcast, and he wants to uh, – he's already said it. I've got it up on the website. It says, Brady's Chocolate Shake Debate today. Uh, today we debate regular versus Kenyan. <laughs> <laughs> the chocolate versus the dark chocolate debate earlier today. The mocha versus the Kenyan shake, as I like to call it, or dark chocolate. Here's some good news. NASA says an old satellite will fall back to Earth sometime today. Yay! There's a 1 in 2,500 chance of crushing it, crushing someone. Oh, good. Thanks. Chances are low. It's an old satellite they put up there in 2002 to observe solar flares from what the sun. What if it's me? I, what That's I like what to do yeah. is want to find out. Okay, so last we checked, the prediction said it would crash land somewhere around 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Yesterday or tonight? Today. Can I run from it? Or is it targeting me? Or where they think it's going? Yeah, how big is it? Yeah, yeah well, I, can you well, I see it and then right. go, it's oh, oh, burn oh. Up in the atmosphere, Then they right? followed up and well, said are, yeah. it could be crashing down up to 16 hours before that. So right now? Yeah. Because nine, hell out of here. Nine, okay, it is 14 hours to, to 9 p.m. Well, that's Eastern time. So yeah, we're so well, any time now. Yeah, we're well within this thing, crushing one of us, any of us. Good luck out there, folks. Most likely, you won't feel much pain. It's it's six hundred and sixty pounds. Well, where they think it's going to go? But it's six sixty coming in hot. Got no info. Oh, won't man. feel any. So you're saying it'll just obliterate you? Yeah. 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 Oh well, six hundred and sixty pounds just saying, coming out of the sky. You're not going to even say ah. trucks. Yeah, Brett will have the video of whoever yeah, gets exactly. smushed. But <laughs> one in twenty five hundred chance is pretty good. I think so. I mean, I'd take those odds if you were doing a drawing for 500 bucks. Hey, that's only 2,500 entries. I have a good chance I'm going to get that. Ooh, that's awful. And 660 coming at you hot. Falling at terminal velocity. I think I can see it. Or at least hear something that would make me look up and move, I, I would hope. But so when it hits even the ground, if you're not at a baseball game and you hear someone say, heads up, yeah, oh, yeah. check it out. <laughs> but 660 hitting the ground and you're running from it, you, you've got to get further away. 660 is going to be Yeah, I don't have impact. dimensions on it. But it's going to still blow the earth up pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hole. Yeah. I mean, if you throw a motorcycle into your neighbor's yard from the roof, it's going to make a dent. Wow. Well, I'm horrified now. Facebook has agreed to settle a class action lawsuit. I feel lawsuit. like you told me that for a reason. Yeah, it does seem very direct. <laughs> Heads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel Heads like up. I wouldn't know this story if it, didn't, if it wasn't supposed to impact me emotionally, and it has. I don't like my day at all. Well, maybe this can brighten your day. Facebook has agreed to, a settle, uh, to settle a class action lawsuit for $725 million. The case dates back to the Cambridge Analytical Analytica scandal in 2018, where there were allegations that Facebook shared users' information with third parties without permission. They still deny doing that, 
but they're settling. Um, if you had a Facebook account between May 24th of 2007 to December 22nd of 2022, you can file a claim online. That's everyone. You just download everyone. a form and mail it in. It like only takes a bucks. few minutes. Deadline is August 25th. Um, despite being $725 million, you're pretty close to a Toledo when it comes down to it. The legal fees, right. court Knock it down fees. to about $2 a person. Yeah, well, if uh, they're estimating about two hundred and fifty million to two hundred and eighty million users on Facebook, not all of those will file a claim. Right. Um, but if you've been a Facebook member for that amount of time, fifteen years, right. you have uh, they do prorate it. Wow! But you'll be able to get a cup of coffee. With the <laughs> Maybe coffee's expensive. A guy that. Uh, was in the Equifax data breach a while back. They settled for $425 million, and uh, the payouts they were saying were up to $125. But uh, once the lawyers were paid and all the mouths were fed, most people got about $5. He got $5.21. Not worth it. Don't care. I'm just worried about that satellite. Man, this is really screwing you. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't mess with your brain. One in twenty five hundred is low for something six hundred and sixty pounds. I don't like, and I'm liking that it probably won't happen. But part of me's rooting for seeing it, but that means I'm too close. I was going to say you're you're too adjacent to it. Like I wouldn't mind right now if it just mashed into the side of Camelback Mountain. I mean, that'd be awesome. (laughs) I really really need to see, but I also don't really want it to happen because it's too close. Or like the Castle X Studios or something like that. Still too Way close. Too close. Although that would be, ah, be yeah. fine. We'll get a bird's eye view of it. <laughs> During the Paul Marshall show. Because he's the only <laughs> the one. The most one exciting it. thing. Yeah. He would be the only one that takes the impact. Just ding off his head and go shooting across into KDKB studio. Ow, what was that? Oh, my God. That satellite hit something bigger than it. Paul's head. Someone polled hundreds of Americans and asked this uh, moral dilemma question. If you were in a sinking boat... Who would you save? One me, person me. or a hundred dogs? Hundred you dogs. can't save both. 23% said they'd save the dogs. 61% definitely save the person. I would save the dogs. And there's a reason why. Because the person knows what's going on. So they can save themselves. Yeah. They can't, though. You have to save one Does or the other. Say that? What's wrong with them? What's that? Why, why can't they save themselves? Are they incapacitated? In They're saying that, that it's out of the fact. You can only save That's what I'm saying. One thing. But they're saying, like, if you and I are on a sinking boat with 100 dogs, yeah. and it starts to sink, and you're looking at me going, save me, save me. I'm like, save yourself, man. You're capable. You're the, you're the only other entity on this boat that knows what's going on. Grow a pair. I got to get these dogs out of here because they don't know what to do. And That's it's out chaos. The, there's no communication. You have a choice to save one well, or the other. Okay, then you're a useless human being that can't save itself. You're no good to society anyway. Let me get these dogs out of here to uh, avoid chaos in the ocean. Okay, well. Much better than saving some deadbeat person that's just sleeping through a boat wreck. What if it was, uh, just so your answer will be the same, but they said, what if it was fewer of them? Ten dogs, one person. Nineteen yeah. percent said they'd still save the dogs. Right. The person should know how to save themselves. And if they're incapacitated or busted, I'm now putting myself at risk getting them out. 
If they can't save themselves, they're dead weight. The puppies are just going to be all over. And if I can save 100 puppies, that's easier. Well, I would say the dogs have a better chance of surviving in the water sometimes than the Chaos. humans. They're going to be swimming all oh, over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah. I want to net them and bring them home. If the person can't but do I, anything, they're already dead. Yeah. Well, here's the craziest stat of all. If it was one dog or one person... 14% claim they'd still choose the dog. Yeah, me too. John, speaking from experience, save those dogs. They can't sue you. <laughs> There's truth to that, too. <laughs> dogs don't know about the Good Samaritan laws. Otherwise, and also, could you possibly live with yourself laying with that deadbeat that's not even awake on the shore listening to hundreds of dogs die? No Brutal. way. I'd be scooping them up like crazy. Using the clothes and bones of that loser <laughs> I was on a boat ride with. Right. What kind I of hope trip he, was know, this? And I... I'd hope the family would understand. Look, yeah. I went for the dogs. I mean, I know your dad's dead, but kids, these but dogs let me tell are you very something. important to me. Your dad was and a I, loser on this boat ride. I mean, what a terrible companion I had. Yeah. We can spin and right back family, family, or you, her family. You realize he just laid there helplessly while the boat sank, and I had 100 dogs to wrangle. I, I could have used a hand. Holmberg, no Inspector Bogan strikes again. One out of 2,500, but they won't say where it's landing. He looked no further because that means they got to know it's heading towards somewhere populated. Right. Yeah, because that's a big population. That's why I'm like, mm, we probably fit into that category. If like a satellite hits down here, you get a 1 in 2,500 chance of hitting you. you got to be a city the size of Phoenix or Philadelphia or Houston or something. Oh, text just in. It's 804, God damn it. Oh, sorry. You're right. <laughs> Time for the Doug Hopkins Price Guarantee Game. Thanks for uh, uh, producing the show for us. <laughs> Yeah, this was a nice little treat I gave myself. This nice. is a subway. This should be an easy one. Then. This is a very easy one. I don't remember when I did it, but my dasher's name was Shantae, and I really enjoyed that part of the Sashay name. Shantae. Shantae. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a little Shantae song for uh, uh, my door dasher for this particular receipt? Yeah. 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 yeah, this is good stuff. And uh, Shantae, when I saw that my dasher's name was Shantae, I wanted to order more, but I didn't. Uh, it was a subway. I was in a hurry, evidently. I got myself a sub sandwich. Now, I'm just looking at the price myself, and I'm shocked at what a steak and cheese footlong costs. That was, too. What happened to five? Five dollar? Five dollar footlong. So you're saying it is not that? Oh, that was just, that's the only item. No. Oh. There's a one baked Lay's original potato chip and a chocolate chip cookie. I couldn't resist. <laughs> They're just sitting there when you're leaving, like, ah. There you go. There we go. Where? I didn't think Shantae could wander into the subway and see those cookies and not grab one, so I did the job for her. Uh, so it's a steak and cheese, a baked Lay's original bag of chips, and one chocolate chip cookie. I tipped five dollars. The service fee was three bucks. There was no delivery fee. One steak and cheese foot long. Nothing extra, or anything on. Bag of baked Lay's chips. One chocolate chip cookie. Delicious. Now, I'm a little worried because I see that the chocolate chip cookie added 210 calories to my lunch. Otherwise, it would have been right around 700 calories. Ready your initial guess? For the very surprising footlong that is not five. Well, I guess if you say five, five dollar, five dollar footlong, you said five three times. That's closer. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's fairly close to the price. Dashed. Yeah. Those items? Yeah. My guess is... $24.35. All right. Brady is within $7 on either end of that. 
Ooh, okay, I was kind of over. He could be seven dollars low. Does that include DoorDash fees? He could be seven dollars so high. No there's no fee. No fee for DoorDash. So there was a service fee for three dollars in the dash, including tip. Five dollar, including tip. I threw five on there. So Ooh, technically uh, eight dollars on top of the order for thirty-two forty fees. All right, bread is closer than Brady. Ooh, uh, twenty-seven eleven. Well, naturally, you would be closer to both of them because we gave you board. <laughs> Look at the thing the whole time. The guys are right around it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Dumbass. Uh, you've seen the answer. Hi, Richard. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you you handed me the answer. <laughs> Hi, Richard. I forgot. Forgot. He goes, here's the game today. Here you go. Let me take a wild guess at that thing I've seen. <laughs> It's like being on Alaska Airlines uh, telling the stewardess, you know the plane has an Eskimo on the side. Of course I do. Well, I just wanted to throw that out. I'm guessing. <laughs> Moron. How close is Toledo? Oh, he's very, very close. Uh, I would hope yeah. so. Because yeah. he's seen the answers, you know. <laughs> you got to teach your kids to cheat better. That's embarrassing. Uh, there you go. Well, there it is. Yeah, the steak and cheese that is five, five, five dollar foot long. That's how they add it up, and that's about the price. A bag of chips. And a chocolate chip cookie. We're going to give you a close one. Toledo was within two bucks either way. So we're even going to go inside of this $4 realm. Boom, boom, boom. You're very close. 2,000 winners today. Yeah, well, that's fine. It's yeah. just a drawing for one. That's good. So we're making it easy for you today to take your guess. What was your guess again? 2750 or something? 2711. You're pretty darn close. Within two bucks on either end of that. So you got a $4 window there. Four, $4. $4 Toledo Blue. That's okay. Shantae delivered that in a reasonable amount of time as well. Uh, you guessed that price. You don't need a dollar sign. You text it, 97936. Text the exact price. It'll tell you a nice job. We do a drawing, and you could be on stage at UFest getting $5,000 from our friend TV's Doug Hopkins for the $5,000 price guarantee. Thank you, RuPaul, and thank you, Shantae. <laughs> Shantae did a nice thing, too, because she uh, saw me uh, in the window and did a little, like, food lift. And then oh, we got, I got a second front door, kind of a thing on the side, like a side entry. And I was closer to the second one, and she did the. And I just, mm-hmm. I gave Shantae the. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't realize Shantae was the. And she dropped it off at the proper door. Did she sashay over there? She sashay. Okay, good. Shantae. <laughs> good job, Shantae. So there you go. Guess it. Win it. Maybe you get five grand for Toledo's. Uh, Toledo's boner, forever known as Toledo's boner. Let's get to some pretty videos. This first one has gone viral. This uh, Andy Owen is the CEO of a high-end furniture company called Miller Knoll. And she's gone viral for the wrong reason. During an online meeting, she scolded workers for complaining about not getting bonuses and telling them to leave Pity City. Okay. She's and, just yelling uh, at her employees through yeah, TikTok. And said, quit asking about bonuses. Okay, and then she took one. She received three point nine million in stock awards, uh, which is similar to a bonus right. this year. And she also makes one point one million. Okay, doesn't matter. Sorry, but the reason being, it just doesn't look good. Yeah, you don't want to start yelling about everybody else not getting one because you took them all. Then someone reached out to her. Uh, Fortune magazine reached out to her for a nice. comment, and, yeah. and that's where she came back and said, "Well." 
this year's bonuses haven't been determined yet. Uh, on the things that we can control. None of us could have predicted COVID. None of us could have predicted oh, supply chain. Oh, she threw a smile on her face. That's the problem. She's, so she's smugly telling you you won't get any money. Of our customers, provide the best customer service. Do a better job. Can. You're not getting get paid to do it. Get out our door. Treat each other well. Be kind. Be respectful. Focus on the future because it will be bright. It's not good to be in a situation we're in today, but we're not going to be here forever. It is going to get better. So lead, lead by example, treat people well, talk to them, be kind and get after it. Don't ask about what are we going to do if we don't get a bonus? Get the damn $26 million. Spend your time and your effort thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus. All right. Yeah, stop thinking about yourself. Boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. So people leave Pity City. Yeah. Let's get it done. I like her. Thank Watch. you. She's the type of lady I want to work for. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. Tell all these. Oh, and then she did a boom oh, mic drop. Ah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is the ultimate. Yes. You losers. <laughs> That I, I kind of like her though. She's like, look, I pay you every two weeks. Don't dwell on do a, do a better job. Get the twenty six million dollar account and quit thinking about how much you're going to get out of it. Get it, and we'll figure it out after that. Yeah. If you don't get the twenty six million dollar account, what are you bitching about not getting yeah. extra money for? It's bad optics, but I can't say she's wrong. No, she runs a tight ship for herself. Right. She went out and got That's the twenty six million. Her. Why can't you, loser? <laughs> That's what That's what happens when you put a woman in charge. <laughs> it's all bad. If a man ran that company, you'd be getting a bonus. Oh, well, that's because they'd be making a lot more money. Next radio video is a truck uh, hauling some. I thought it was door frames, but it's shelving. No, oh, it's you scaffolding. Know, it's, oh, is it scaffolding? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. We almost thought it was shelving. Oh, those are those wooden. Cl- oh, there's a guy. There's a guy trying to hold it up with his hands, but that's hundreds and hundreds of pounds, and it's trapped his legs and bent him raggedy Andy style off the back of that truck. Oh, my. Look at that. hundred pounds of crates. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, he, got, he, got, he got front flamingoed on that. Next one's a... Uh, Oh, it's one of those power. It looks like a car wash. Maybe? That can't be OSHA regulation to have oh, uh, no. Pablo just hold up no. the stuff. Well, in the what country are we in? Exactly. Is that here? Because yeah. <laughs> there needs to be a tie down or something on that. Wow, this one happens fast. So I okay, a little expo- explosion here, but check out the rebound. Okay. Oh, oh man! Oh, man. <laughs> I love rubber, rubber band, band man. I love the song. This reminds me of the, the <laughs> mud wrestling. It's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So a car just blows up. Lean fight machine. A car blows up for no reason. A chunk flies off of the car, bounces off a wall, and hits the guy in the bay next to him. It's dressed like Spider-Man for some reason, and I can't figure that out. Why does he have Spider-Man pajamas on? This is over. (laughs) No, it isn't. That man's dressed in Spider-Man pajamas. (laughs) Never wear red and blue full body suits, or I'm not going to laugh and think you're Peter Parker. Last one's a skateboarder, and the freeze frame is great at the end. Okay. Always coming up off a little whatever that ramp is. Lands it. Oh! oh! Turned his arm into a question mark. Oh, no. Oh, you know, you know you're in trouble when your arm looks like a five. <laughs> oh, God. 
That is a broken bone. <laughs> One more time. Oh. <laughs> it's the ultimate 80s gay limperist teeth. It is. Ah. Hey. Oh, hey. Oh, he's got a new joint. Oh, oh, just man. above the wrist. That is a snapping. <laughs> broken bones might be tougher than people dying. Because at least people dying don't have to suffer. Like The broken bone guy has to live with it. Dead people are just dead. It's like, oh, at least it's over for them. They don't even know that happened. That dude's got to look at his... I'm glad they cut the video there. Yeah. That, that dude's got to look at his his question mark arm and go, this is for... What us. happened? This is never going to be good. All right, Brett, go. Brett actually uh, had one off there. He goes, oh, I can't watch that. I, I think we've already seen that one, though. Right, okay. That was the, I'm not going to... I'm not even going to show... That was the one where... That was the one where the, uh, the train hits the donkey... Oh, I don't remember yeah. that. You don't remember? Uh, I I know we've shown it, but yeah. I don't remember trains hitting donkeys. Well, I can try to find it again. I think I got rid of it though. Okay. Uh, here's uh, some nice woman's basketball. No such thing. Although I'm going to tell you in a second why I'm going to start wearing a Mercury jersey. Okay. She. T- oh, a girl Wait, just fell down. A girl just fell down for no reason during a free Face throw. Trying to too. prevent yeah. the uh, you know violation. A step over the line. You know yeah. what? That is a common occurrence in girls' basketball. There is a uh, compilation video of women for no reason. Yeah, women for no reason losing the gravity during a free throw. There's a compilation of how many times they just stand and then go. Yeah, they're trying to stay out of the key. And while the girl shooting the free throw lifts the ball up, their balance goes forward. There's a. 30 of them. Exactly what she's doing here. Compilation video of of girls losing to gravity during a free throw. They'd rather rather smack the ground. Man. I will, however, say my entire tenor and tone and feelings about women's basketball has now changed. The WNBA. Because of last night? Come no, on, man. No, no. I'm a fan of the WNBA now. And I'm going to buy a Mercury jersey tomorrow of Sophie Cunningham, who I'm falling in love with every single time I see her. I'm looking her up online and stuff. See her last night from across the street? No, I watched on TV. I wouldn't have seen her otherwise. But we saw her the other night, and Mark and I stopped and just looked at each other and did, like, 1980s buddy cop nods. Mm -hmm. And then we just kept walking. Not a word. she still play? Yes. Okay. She's fantastic at it. And I've talked to I tried to get Kevin Ray to bring her up to the H&H Ranch after the game last night. He's like, I don't... No, no, it's very creepy. I'm going to wear the jersey. I'm going to start going to games. I have a weird... Like some sort of man crush on Sophie Cunningham and her skills. Hold up a sign, Sophie's Choice. Yeah, I think I love her. I think it's happening. She and Tom Chambers are, it's inevitable. It's, it's Sam and Diane. It's a will they, won't they? You can't, you can't watch and think that Tom isn't interested and that Spicy might like him. I think Spicy's in. I'm going on a limb here saying that there's a moment in a couple of weeks here, if they're still in the playoffs, Tom's going to... Screw it all up and let us in on the secret and touch her leg or something like, oh, Tom's allowed. Like, we're going to see, we're watching a relationship blossom. He's going to get all Dalai Lama on her. You know what it reminds me of? Remember when I said, hey, that Blake Shelton is having sex with Gwen Stefani on The Voice, and and he wasn't quite done with his relationship yet, and neither was she. And I'm like, they're doing it. Something's good. We're watching that relationship start. And uh, I, I was on that one right away. Spicy and Tom Chambers, something's happening there. And I've met Tom's the good lady. America thing? I've met, yeah, you're just sensing something like, I've met Tom's lady and she's a beautiful woman. And I'm not trying to start rumors. I'm just saying, 
I'm watching some chemistry blossom and a matter of time before Tom reaches over and makes it a hostile work environment. I'm just saying. Spicy, I'm in. All right. Oh, pickleball. Yeah. Here's what happens when you play mixed doubles. You got uh, some broad on the court. <laughs> You're going to some. Oh, why, you dumb woman. <laughs> she hit him some so hard in the head with that. Body <laughs> and she pickleballed him. Wow. And then we got uh, a real life Andy Dufresne here. Oh, no. A guy crawling through the sewer. Oh, he's in the. Where's he going? He's in like a slipknot mask. He's in a sewer. Oh, Brett. Look <laughs> at all the. Dark chocolate shake. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh. I emerged from the underground and now I am man. Oh, he is covered in human feces. He's bathing. Oh, he's bathing in it. It's a yeah. mud bath. Oh, how long is this Come on. video? That's Why? enough. Enough of that. Oh, it keeps going. Oh, there's another eight minutes. Oh, he's oh, no! 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 <laughs> Turn it off! Rick, <laughs> take a lap! Oh. Oh. Is this real? It's okay. He died of sepsis the next Is day. Is this forever? That's not a thing. Look at all the poop. <laughs> this is Brady at that uh, Joe's Farm Grill. Oh, this is the same noise as a Brady drinking that shake. Ugh. Is that a rogue tampy? What's he holding? Yeah, or a diaper. Oh, he just found like an old diaper or something. He's oh. just wearing it. Oh, God. <laughs> Stopped watching. Oh. I'm out. My. Hey, 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 Brett, tell me that. Please, God, tell me this is AI. <laughs> oh, we're almost oh, there. His oh, he's standing up. He's standing up. The good news is you can pee in the water. <laughs> Oh, what's he doing? That's it. Oh, thank, oh, God. thank God. It's over. Yeah. Want to watch it again? No. no. All right. <laughs> we'll just end there then. Andy Dufresne crawled 400 yards of the phallus filth anyone could imagine. Come out smelling like a rose. That was the scene that was edited. <laughs> Here's a little cookie from Shawshank Redemption that we didn't add in the final edit. This is Andy bathing in Should we have him getting out? This is a pretty good scene. Andy used to climb into the sewers on a regular basis, cover himself in keep the sisters away. It was, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Sometimes it'd come back with fresh all over his face, sometimes fresh bruises. It took it out of the line. He crawled and bathed. Andrew Dufresne wasted an awful lot of time in that sewer, and then he finally climbed climbed out of it like an hour and a half later. He could have gotten through it much quicker. Climb, crawl, Sonny. What are you doing down there? I don't feel well. Oh, that is... When he puts the diapy on top of his head. Oh, that's the worst. Whatever solid he found that he's like, I'm going to put this on my face. I didn't see any solid. Well, no, you missed missed the diaper part. There's Sophie laying out in the sun. Here's her uh, tripping into land. Is she falling into the... See, there... Yeah, see, oh. that is a common occurrence in girls' basketball. Her shorts are different than the other girls, too. I think it's because she's... Well, she can wear them. Smoking hot. <laughs> yeah. 
Sophie's winning me over. When, and, and I'm not alone. She's winning all of Phoenix over. Tom Leander told me that. He goes, she's a star. And I'm like, I know. I'm telling you that right now. Spicy's great. She puts uh, hashtag thick thighs save lives. I've never believed that more until just now. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Look at that one. Go up, go, 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 go up again. What's the one on the Paris? pants and the jeans? No, up left. Top left. That's bottom. Where are you going? Jesus. That. Where's that? I think that might be her at Country oh, Thunder. My. Oh, no. She's got country music and WNBA. She's trying to hate me. <laughs> oh, no. Ostrich Fest. That's close to being awful. <laughs> no, it is Country Thunder. Ah, it is worse. Country oh, Thunder. Man, oh, Shevitz. <laughs> man, oh, Shevitz. She yeah. just likes a good time, John. Oh, here's her shooting. She can play ball. She's one of the best in the world, I think. I'm a fan. But there's, it's, it, I'm, I'm, mark my words here. If this playoff run goes a couple of rounds, Tom Chambers is going to make a mistake and let everybody in on their secret. And he's going to reach over and he's going to touch her thigh. Everything he's doing right now is keeping his hands to himself, but... There's some, there's something going on. There's some chemistry brewing, and it's an, you know, it's Sam and Diane. It's a, it's undeniable. The will they won't they on this is huge. And Leander just has to. I told him that. I said, look, between Tom and Spicy, there's something going on that I can't get enough of. Pre-game, halftime, and post-game, and they're just having the time of their lives. And Leander and I'm like, Tom, you do a great job of just being the guy in the middle. Going, All right, you two. I see what's going on here. We got a show to do. And he's like, Oh, she's. You know, he said she came in watching the game with us the other day and laid down on the ground and just goes, ugh, I got wasted last night. I'm, ugh, this is rough. And it's like, she's just one of us. I'm like, damn it, Spicy and Tom are inevitable. And I really enjoyed Tom's uh, lady friend when we hung out. She was super nice and tolerant of a lot of comments <laughs> that Tom shouldn't have been making out loud. And I shouldn't also. So Something happening. Is, uh, Will they, won't they? Tom and Spicy. This is the new it couple, huh? Oh, yeah, and they look great together. I mean, it's a little September, December, or actually January, May, whatever we call those. I don't know how that works, but they're spicy hanging out with Tom. And look how Tom's a big boyish grin because he knows it's happening, oh, too. He's happy. He is happy. Yeah. Look at that look she's giving him. Yeah, oh, she's, she's spicy. He's giving out all the vibes. <laughs> Eventually, TC's going to make a mistake and touch her toxic work environment. But the real tell for us viewers will be, did she flinch, or is she used to his touch? Oh, spicy. Look at her. She's winning me over to the WNBA. That's what the WNBA's needed for years. Beautiful people. It's been 25 years of not having that. Someone that doesn't drive a, an well, Outback? Come on. Okay. Anyway, I guess. That's her version of Russell Westbrook rolling up to the game <laughs> right. last night. With his shirt open. <laughs> Spicy's got me. And again, if you're not watching Valley Sports before and after the Suns game, there's something happening. Last night, we all, me, Marty, Ryan, Doug, Joy, Damon, we're all sitting there and we're like, there's something brewing here. I'm watching Love Blossom. It very much reminds me of Blake and uh, uh, so, the, the lady who's saying that was bananas. So aside from last night, you're normally at the game. How do yeah. you witness the interaction? Uh, I watch. Oh, okay. I'm not at all. There's road games. They do it for oh, road okay. and home. Okay. And also, I, uh, you know, I walk right by her when I go in. Oh. And that's what Mark and I go, mm, Spicy. Mm. <laughs> all right. It's like 1950s handshake. Mm, mm, well done, sir. <laughs> yeah, we like spicy. America's fallen for Sophie Cunningham. She's going to be a... She, ESPN's going to sweep her up. She's fantastic on TV. 
All right, the Doug Hopkins price guarantee game. One foot long. Twenty-five people in. Already got it. One foot long steak and cheese. One bag of baked glazed potato chips. One chocolate chip cookie. Uh, Dasher tip was five bucks. Service fee was three dollars. Shantae gave me the order. Uh, Toledo guessed twenty-seven eleven, and he was within two bucks on either side. Let's make it easy today. Text nine seven nine three six. Give us the four numbers with a decimal point between. No dollar sign, and you might be on stage May six, getting five thousand dollars from our friend. Mr. TV's Doug Hopkins. That's how it works. Five grand in your hand. All you got to do is guess a price. Good luck. There goes your Brady report. It's out of control now. I start getting excited about how fast the day's going, how much closer I am to my afternoon nap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, to, I'm getting to really embrace the old afternoon nap. Man, oh man. I used to fight that like a two-year-old fights bedtime. I fought the nap. Uh-uh. What was I thinking? I fought naps for 15, 16, 20 years doing this job, getting up this early and going to bed as late as I do. I'm like, no naps. Naps are for children. I got to stay up. Got to move. No way. I was like a guy in the 1970s. I still don't understand what... Our parents were screaming, no woman of mine's going to work. Like, what the hell? <laughs> get her out and get her, make her, earn her. Yeah, but I love that nap. So I think when I say I'm excited about what time it is in the morning, it's because I'm that much closer to a little daytime shot eye. Mm-mm-mm. What do you go down for? 25 minutes? Half hour? Oh, there's hour? days three, four hours. Oh, no kidding. Because okay. I go to bed at like 1130. I'm an idiot. So I, I need the extra time. So sometimes I'll just, if I get home, if I can knock one out from one to three, it's like heaven. Golden. Yeah. Sun. Actually an hour. That's what I, my, when my day frees up and I get a one to three. Oh, baby. Sometimes it doesn't. It's rare, but today might be a nice one to three. No, I actually can't today. Damn it. I'll find time. I'll do it while I'm driving. Uh, Subway was the uh, the Bob Hopkins, Bob Hoskins. Remember him from uh, Roger yeah. Rabbit? Doug Hopkins, uh, they look a little bit alike. A Doug Hopkins price guarantee game, $5,000. Steak and cheese sandwich from Subway, bag of baked lays, chocolate chip cookie, $5 tip, $3 service fee. All we're asking you to do is fire off four numbers with a decimal point in between them and guess a price. That's dumb. It's easy. You guys can do this, and people are all over. Got a lot of qualifiers today. We'll draw one later today, and maybe they get 5000 bucks. That's how easy it is. We're not going to try to make you guys jump through too many hoops. We said it yesterday, too. You need to text that into yeah. 97936. Don't don't use the app and, and email it to us. you got to text it, right 97936. Exactly. And no dollar signs. Uh, I, just, uh, I just was reading a story about... Um, Alec Baldwin just arrived back in New Mexico because they're going to start. They're, they're finishing that movie, which I, I just thought, thought it was finished. <laughs> no, they got to. No, of course. It, well, some it was finished. Yeah, no. when he killed that lady, and now they got to finish. So now my thoughts are like the first day back on the job, Alex got to put the outfit back on and go. All right, where were we? Oh, remember you were pointing a gun at that lady, and then we had to stop everything ever. Right, we need to film that scene. This time, let's do it right. Uh, well, how do you go back to that? Why is this movie know. need to be done? Like, can't we just stop? Like, eh, this one, take the L. It's cash grab. And How? Then, and then because I guess because we'll all want to watch it. sucks, everybody's going to watch it regardless. That's true. We, uh, I don't think so because oh, I do watch it. Oh, I'm going to watch it. That dumb, terrible Brandon Lee movie. Uh, oh, The Crow. The Crow. Yeah. When he died in the middle of that. I watched that. That's a horrible movie, especially the way it ends without him forever. And what was that other one that got banned? Uh, did something about the Korean thing a couple years ago and it wound up going to Netflix. Uh 
Oh, Seth Rogen and uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. somebody died in that. No, no, no. But that was supposedly banned, oh, and then yeah. yeah, another one of those deals. A terrible movie. It was and everybody an awful watched movie. it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I forgot the about dictator that. thing. Or yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, maybe that but is. Wasn't it. The, the, but is that in the Crow? Didn't he get shot in during a scene? He shot himself with a blanks, right? Or there, no, there I were... thought he actually, you know, that's the scene that was he was getting shot. There wasn't a blank in it, and he took a shot to the gut. Right, it was a real, he, he died from a prop. Yeah. But they they filmed and finished the movie, though, and then they released it with, like, all this weird sideways. But I like, thought the actual dead. scene was in it. I think they probably promoted it that way. Yeah. I'm not sure they actually f- snuff filmed Brandon Lee and then said, Hey, America, check it out. But that's what they're going to do with Rust. Maybe Brett's right. But doesn't that make them the worst human beings on the planet to say, you know, a lot of big buzz about the movie Rust because of the thing. We should probably finish it. But I can't imagine being Alec well, Baldwin. I, well, I how could how, he go back to that? If you shot You know why me, he's going back to it? Because he's saying there's a lot of people that were uh, making a living. Oh, stop. Supporting that staff. That's, I'm just telling you. But if I shot you on this show accidentally and killed you. Three months later, we're not coming back with, and now it's time for the Grady Report. I mean, I'm not doing a new guy doing the old show. I'm not redoing I mean, this. It's it over. Megan Thee Stallion? And she got her foot blown up. Yeah, yeah, she made her final statement right. yesterday. If you live, we go back. It's Damar Hamlin. Now it's a miracle story. This accident was averted. and She's been shot and murdered. And we're going to go back and refilm that scene because it got a little weird the first time. You want me to just... Do I point it like this? No, Alec. Didn't you learn last time? What if money, a lot of the money from the film goes to the family? Is Dave Pratt producing it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Star World. <laughs> then, then it won't go to the family. <laughs> so I just aim it here and cock it. and No, Alec, no, no. I've done it again. You can't, I don't know how he goes through that as an emotion. He's a, you're a sociopath. And the rewrite has a huge gunfight in it at the end. They just, Could you go back? Like, that's like having Jackie Kennedy ride in the car and recreate it to see if we can figure out if Lee Harvey did it or not. Jackie, will you sit in the exact same spot? We're going to recreate your your, he- your husband's head blown up. And we're going to... I don't think she wants to go back to that. I don't know how Alec Baldwin can stand in the same spot. He shot and killed someone and dress up and do it again. You're a because you're a the same psychopath. Dude that tweets and right, but I don't care about what I don't care if we never knew anything about him. How does a human being with any empathy in his system whatsoever return to the place he just shot someone and do it again? You know what Paul Walker's family doesn't do? Stand by trees. They hate them. They're not. You don't want to take Paul Walker's family on a car ride slalom through trees and go. Remember Paul? Remember that was great, right? And we're doing it again. You don't recreate the moment with the people. Sociopath. He has no feelings. Like you can't do that. If I shot Brady, coming back doing this show would be really difficult for like eight nine days. It would yeah. be really hard for me for almost a fortnight, man. You can't kill someone and then go back to work. I think that's just a rule. Hi, everybody. How have you been? Good to see everyone again. Almost everyone, at least. Thanks, Alec. Good to see you, but too. See, he walks you... in, throwing the guns. <laughs> how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Remember me? Alec Baldwin. How are you? Who's the new lady? Oh, that she's replacing the, the one you murdered. Right. We needed a... Yeah, that's director of the good work. It's just like you're saying. For you, you know, shooting me Fortnite yeah. for 
Alec, it's time. It I'm, ready, I'm ready yeah. to go back. But, but did you realize when I said that, the absurdity of that joke is I that know. I would return to work. And that absurdity is true with Alec Baldwin, wow. evidently. I, I'm borderline sociopath, but if I killed one of you guys here, it would be tough for me to come back and go, all right, uh, we're going to have Vince Scully in a few minutes. He's going to talk about OJ's here. Uh, it just I couldn't do the jokes without going, I know what you're all thinking. I know what you're all doing. I know, I know. And Alec Baldwin is going to get the same outfit on, stand in the same spot. Continuity director is going to be like, no, your hand was over to the left. Just a little more, Alec. Just there it is. That's that's exactly where you had it, where we stopped filming, right before you murdered that lady. Right. And then and then I. I mean, we didn't check it. Who was it with? Um, um, it was Vinny, right? Who uh, Hanoi Rocks, the guy in passenger in the car. Yeah. Vince Neil. Vince Neil. Yeah. Goes back to the band. Sorry, your band can't play, but we're going right. to continue on. It's like it's yeah, It's kind of like asking Vince Neil to ask Hanoi Rocks to open for him. Well, we can't. Why not? Well, you remember you killed one of our guys. Oh yeah. Well, we're going to go on the road anyway. I hope you don't mind. You're off the tour. You might notice a few new faces here on the set of Rust. And in that out case, of necessity, same thing. All about the money. Oh, Doesn't yeah, matter. It's, yep. it's sociopathic craziness. Yep. I have a steadfast rule. That even accidentally, if you shoot someone at work, it's tough to come back. Especially when it's still up for debate in a courtroom whether or not you murdered them. Those charges were dropped. Yeah, well, the court of public opinion hasn't quite dropped them. Maybe they just reshoot the whole thing. He's out. Be careful saying reshoot the whole thing because you'd get another death. Put Kevin Spacey in. <laughs> well, they always say criminals return to the scene of the crime. <laughs> that is bad. Brett makes a strong point. Italians know. He's, <laughs> He's right. Ah, uh, home again. All right, Alec, enough comfort. If I was a director, I'd be like, and, and, action. All right, how'd that feel, Alec? Great. You're a crazy person. You're fired. Get out of here. You're nuts. I can't believe you came back. At least put Stephen Baldwin in this place. He doesn't have any. You don't have a job. I have triggers now. Yeah, I know. And you don't, you pull them too fast. You, you check your gun. We're going to change it up here. It's a dummy grenade. It's okay. Just hold it. I, I believe you. I firmly trust everyone here. This can't possibly happen again. All right. Food and Adam variety. We need to hire some more people. <laughs> How do they finish this movie? And, Brett, if you're right, and I think you might be, that they're just like, man, people are going to see this, whether yep. there's – if it could be in Swahili or made-up language or sign language, Western, no one will care – we're going to watch it to be like, is that one? Is this the scene? Is that it? They're going to finish money. Wheelbarrows of cash. And if I'm Alec Baldwin, I would, as a decent person, I'd just be like, you know, let's just not do it. And, you know, and I don't want to hear Alec Baldwin. Like, if that, if your excuse is right, Brady, going, well, it employed a lot of people. The movie business, you work for three months and you're out of work for a little while. Her, so, husband, her husband is the executive producer on the film. Fine. He's the one that was trying to get Alec thrown in jail. This is not a comfortable work environment. You talk toxic work environment. It's when somebody says, hey, your eyes look great. I, I really like the shape of your waist. You can't come to work anymore. That's too far. If I shoot you, evidently. He did. Yes, he did. Even goofing around. Ah, we were playing with a gun and it had a real bullet in it and I killed Brett. Anyway, see you Monday. It's not a thing. Yeah, we got prop guns laying around and. Brett left a real bullet in it, and I shot him. Shot him dead. He's dead now.
So uh, you guys want to talk about the trance thing on Monday or you want to do a bid or what? Well, Brett's dead, you know. We'll get a new Brett. Don't worry about it. Well, don't forget, though. Give Eric a call. What's the update? The show must go on. In the movie business, though, it's the same way. I mean, look at in that Twilight Zone movie when Vic Merrill got his head chopped off by a helicopter. And they still continued on. Yeah. It's true. And what was it? Was it a Rush Hour movie or one of the ones where the boat crashed no, on somebody? The Twilight Zone. No, no, the Twilight oh, Zone. Yeah. There was another one where Rush. I think it was Rush Hour. Or like one of them where a boat jumped and smushed a guy. And, oh, I don't know about that. They don't care about that. But it wasn't a person killing a person. It was an accident. Clearly an accident. This one was debatable for the longest time on whether or not somebody was responsible for this. And Alan Baldwin pointed a gun at someone and shot them dead. And he's like, "When do we get back to work? What time do I uh, get on set for the next uh, scene?" Complaining about his trailer. Yeah. I got bills to pay. Look, we've got a lot on our plate here. Everyone introduce themselves to the new director of photography while she lasts. It's just, it seems to me insensitive. I don't know if this is true, but somebody just emailed in and said the husband of the dead lady is now the producer. That's what Brady said. Yeah, I mean, that's said. crazy. He took over. I guess that's, wow. Yeah. People say, like this guy says, seems like people like to slam him, but he didn't do anything. The people before him were supposed to handle that. I agree that it's debatable that someone else might have been responsible. But the fact of the matter is, if for me, maybe it's just me, if I'm relying on Toledo to hand me a gun without a bullet in it and I pull the trigger and Brady explodes in the room and drops dead, I'm struggling to do that scene again with a new guy. I'm not coming back to work again. I'm not saying it's because Alec Baldwin's guilty of murder. He's definitely probably scarred by it. That's why you're not in Hollywood, man. I guess that's true. I'm not a good enough actor. (laughs) (laughs) I just struggle with it. You don't have what it takes. At a certain point, it's like, let's just not finish Rust. Let's let it, let's let this end here. This is not a, this is a bad luck movie. They didn't even finish a football game when DeMar Hamlin's heart stopped. They didn't replay it. Like, eh, it's going to be too hard. They played again, but very close. They had so debated very close. to their credit. They're like, <laughs> meanwhile, Alex Baldwin's like pussies. Yeah. Watch this. Why aren't they on the field? This is ridiculous. He's not even dead. <laughs> I killed a woman, and we're getting back to work. That Twilight Zone movie you're talking about, Brett. They're, they're like, it's going to cost a little more. Let's just get a different helicopter. Yeah, Let's move that one out. Yeah, people are now saying, you should know better than anybody that sometimes replacing someone's never bad. Yeah, we didn't kill anyone. <laughs> Sorry about that. We killed one of our guys. Hey, everybody, it's Brett. He's the new fella. It's like, wait a minute. Did you say you killed the last guy? Eh, semantics. We're going to move on with the fart show, though. It's just hard to be. You know, Paula Poundstone was accused of having relationships with young kids. And everybody's like, how dare you go back on the road? She started doing comedy. And Bill Cosby's got a tour coming up. He wants to hit the road again. And, uh... uh Did his time. Yeah. But, you know... <laughs> Happy there's ending. sort of a billion-pound elephant in the room. Happy ending. There we go. We got our comic. Oh, I, I tried for that last year. And he's going on the road. Well, I, I did it. that last year. I asked Matt Coleman. I'm like, what about Cosby? And he goes, I'm not touching that. With him. I'm like, come on. That would be great. Bill Cosby's ha- Holmberg's happy ending with Bill Cosby. You know, We'd sell out. And Matt just looked at me like, something's wrong with you. And I'm like, yeah, still. He's willing to go on the road. I would be the first one to go, so Bill. 
See, you do have what it takes in Hollywood. No, no, no. He's not returning to the scene of the crime. He's acting like nothing. Now, if he went back to that lady's house who accused him of rape and did a stand-up set in her front yard, we'd be like, what are you doing? OJ's not throwing a yard sale at Nicole's place. It would be insensitive. OJ can't even buy a new Bronco. We'd be like, OJ, what are you doing? Well, I just I just need to remind folks that I'm still me. Anyway, I guess I got to buy a new Tahoe instead. Sadly, I'll probably see it. Yeah, this guy says manslaughter is literally still the charge when you accidentally kill someone. So he's still kind of on the hook for a couple of things. I don't know how it's panning out in court. I just know that personally, if I shot Brady, it would be hard for me to come back to work. <laughs> it would take me a while. Because, you know, we'd be telling jokes and stuff. And then there'd be a missing uh, feminine high-pitched giggle in the corner. And I'd be like, God, Brady would have loved that one. <laughs> Remember when I shot him? <laughs> it would come up every day. It would come up for me every day. Ah, it was good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. Good job. Uh, Brady would be loving that one. <laughs> Remember when I shot Brady in the face here in the studio and now we're back? Yeah, anyway, it's, uh, it's 9 o'clock. Doug Hopkins, $5,000 guarantee coming up. No guarantees in life, though, as Brady proves. And I shot him. Anyway. So if you want to see Rust, uh, coming soon. We'll have that thing wrapped up in a week. It'll be the feel. Get it out. It's the feel-good hit of the summer, trust me. Or else. I'll, 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 I'll shoot the movie your direction. I'll shoot you an early copy. Thanks, Mr. Baldwin. We got Rock Wars coming up in a little bit. And uh, did you find that thing of the baby? Yeah. Uh, is it any good? Uh, I didn't get a chance oh, to watch okay. it. I'll listen to it in a second. We'll find out later. Uh, Rock Wars right around the corner. It's 98 KUPD. It's out of control now. 98 KUPD. morning sickness. morning sickness. 98 KUPD. Your mouth was made to suck my kiss. That's the Dalai Lama right there. It's 9.16 in the morning. Boy, that went away, didn't it? Well, not really. Oh, is it bad? There's a couple of stories. Now there's other videos of him sucking kids? reaching out and um, grabbing legs. Eh, that's better than... He did than... it to, a, well, one, the Lady Gaga. Okay, she's But fine. people are like, oh, that's an adult. That's cool. Um, and then there's another one. There's a... Young girl. But you know what's uh, worse than sexual harassment (laughs) of an adult? Is sucking an eight-year-old's tongue or asking for him to do it on camera. They're trying to get him on everything. I've watched it. Well, you know, you tend to look in people's drawers when when they do that. apologize, man. Can we just get over it? The video, it gets creepier the more I watch it. I've watched it a lot. Suck my tongue. Call Chris Hansen. Yeah, no, that dude needs to come back out of retirement. Suck my tongue. Cute kid. Yeah, everybody's like, uh, oh. Touching Lady Gaga's leg. All right, you sexually harassed an adult who can handle herself. An eight-year-old boy. Suck my tongue. Anyway, suck my kiss. It's the Chili Peppers. They were the inspiration for the Dalai Lama. Uh, it's uh, just about it. I think we're all done with that thing. I think that's it for you the give uh, out the number for the big game. I will give out the official number, which is uh, after one steak and cheese. One baked lace uh, bag of chips and one chocolate chip cookie from Subway delivered by Shantae and Dash. Uh, Dasher tip was five bucks. They gave me a little uh, service fee of three dollars. The total we were looking for today was twenty eight fifty nine. Now, I say this not knowing if Toledo's turned the machine off. So, real quick, like text nine seven nine three six two eight point five nine and see if you can get last minute in there, and we'll draw a qualifier later <laughs> today. 
And uh, one of you will get yourselves drawn today and be one of the five people from the week and six people total on stage at uh, U-Fest May 6th to go see Godsmack and I Prevail and our big U-Fest show that's coming up here in just a little under a month in like a couple weeks. Now, we got a good one there. It's uh, nothing more. Fozzie's going to be there. The warning gray days, the black moods. Uh, I'm looking forward big time to nothing more again because that's a great live band. They're so much fun. And, of course, it's ready to go. And somebody's going to get $5,000 from TV's Doug Hopkins off of that deal. We'll do another one tomorrow and another one Friday. And while we do that, uh, you guys just have to realize we're just narrowing it down to six people having one drawing for five grand. It's a good idea to get involved in this. So hop on that. And thanks to TV's Doug Hopkins for helping us out with that deal. The TV, uh, TV's Doug Hopkins price guarantee game goes on two more days. And if you're listening on the app, you can listen for as long as you want and accumulate time on the app. And then next Friday, we'll draw from the people who listen on the app and get one more qualifier. Brett, you won Rock Wars last week. You are in charge of the Rock Wars title this week. What are we doing, sir? We're going to go with the song that was running through your mind when you sold your tickets. Oh, you thought you were in the suite. That was over. <laughs> Last and you night, got nothing but crickets. To recap the story, I did not go to the Suns game last night because uh, my best friend since fifth grade, uh, I was bamboozled. I was hoodwinked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we share tickets. We, he buys a ticket, I buy a ticket. We go to the game t- together. And uh, yesterday, Mark texted me and said, uh, I might have a suite from my work. I might have to host that. Uh, not going to be able to make it. And I'm like, well, I got no options then. You're last minute in me here. Uh, but that's all right. I'll see what I can do. And then, and then he said, I'll let you know. And then he texted me back. We got the suite. Sell those tickets. I'm like, sweet. Fire back. Uh, tickets are sold, but I just realized I wasn't really invited to the suite. You said you were hosting it for the bank. Am I in on this? And then it just said, ah, ha, ha. And I said, oh, this went sideways on me fast. So I had to sit and watch it in the apartment last night with joy, which was a, a pleasure. But I did want to go and got, I got sad. <laughs> and you made me sad again, Brett. So a theme song for my bamboozling, my hoodwinkle. Still haven't heard from my friend Mark. Yeah, a song that you yeah. were thinking about when he wasn't calling you back when I texting you back. And yeah. I realized that I had sold tickets to an event I wanted to go to, assuming I had tickets, but did not. It was rough. Uh, it's 920. All right. That's a... That's a i got a couple twisted answers in my head. If you want to help out, Holmberg at 98kupd.com is how you do it. You can text 97936. Your suggestions for my very disappointing sale and no-go. Zero attendance to last night's Suns game. It it, it went back on me. It backfired. Uh, Rock Wars coming up next, and I'm sad about it. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. 98kupd. It's... Time! 9.33, Wednesday, for the weekly battle of musical supremacy known as Rock Wars. Brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pond. Short or long-term collateral loans from $10 to over $100,000 and everything in between. No credit needed. Top dollar paid. And the entire process just takes several minutes. minutes. Oh, Brett, you were way I know. MoMoneyPawn.com. Brings you this week's Rock Wars. And the Rock Wars uh, topic Brett chose after last week's win was uh, the sadness that was my event last night. I planned an entire day. I probably spent 30-plus hours thinking about how excited I was about going to Game 2. You know, I've had season tickets. I'm on, fully invested in this thing. I'm thrilled about it. I planned my day to leave a work thing I had to go down to the apartment downtown to set up for the big 
get-together for Doug Hopkins' birthday, which was going to be before the game, and then the game itself, then after a few more pops for Doug Hopkins' birthday, then bedtime, and then I come in here and tell story after story about how wonderful the night was. Well, it didn't go down. My friend said he had tickets to the suite. I assumed that meant I was in on that because he's my ticket partner. So he says, sell those tickets. I got the bank suite. I sold the tickets and then realized I wasn't actually invited to the suite. No tickets for me. So what theme song do we have uh, for that, Brett says. And uh, who would you like to go first? Let's go with you. All right. Well, mine's easy. And it's also going to win. The lyrics begin, uh, well, don't begin in the middle. All my friends have pictures made to make you cry. I've seen this and wondered what I've done to calcify. As I close my eyes, I feel it all slip away. Got left behind. We let it all slip away. Slip not. Left behind. Plus, there's a little anger in it. A little bit. You're all by yourself. After having been left behind. You realize I got no options here. So you scream into the ether. A little slipknot. But, silver lining. Me not being in the arena. Sun's winning. Maybe I'm the mush. Oh. We'll find out game five. If I go to game five or don't go, we'll all find out. And it'll actually, be sweet. there's a slight chance I'll be going to game three. When is game four? Or game four, I'm sorry. Saturday afternoon in oh. Los Angeles. There's a buzz. Now, again, it's with the same person, Mark. Buzz that will hop on a plane on uh, Saturday and head on over. But again, maybe he's just telling me his plans and I'm, I'm not really actually invited again. It was tough. Left behind, slipknot. Brady. John, your day yesterday was all about other people. What? Making things happen. Oh, yeah. Not really. <laughs> you had your lunch. That's ought to be yeah. interesting. That was free lunch. Was, yeah, yeah like. but it was uh, client relations there, and mm-hmm. saying hi to those guys. Then you came back, got the apartment all ready. It didn't do much. You kind of prepped for Doug Hopkins' uh, birthday party. You were involved in the cake thing. No, he wasn't involved about, in that. I actually just, just found out about you, it. You were. <laughs> no. I know I know. you're taking the humble I road on this. I wasn't involved in the but cake. But you were all set to go. That you you had your friend Mark. You had everything set up for him. And it's true. Then your friend Mark Ripped the Judas rug out. Iscariot. Yeah. The Alec Baldwin. Betrayed you. Yeah. Your betrayal. All right. Bullet for my family. Wow, we got two going. There you go. Yeah, a little Toledo on that. Brady goes rock on this one. What's going on? ChatGPT. Ah, oh, that's right. ChatGPT exists. I forgot. Song ever starts. Song with no lyrics. Well, Brady didn't give you time to start it. Well, he knows the song so well. Yeah. What are the lyrics, Brady? Released in 2010. One of my favorites. On, on heavy rotation. Of the, uh, what album is the song? I, I forget. Yeah, what is that off of? Uh, Bullet. My Valentine 3. That's right. <laughs> Live at Budokan. All right. I like it. Well done. Son of a... Brett, what do you got? Well, I think there was only one thing that you were screaming at your phone, especially when your BFF <laughs> didn't even text you back. That's and right. that's... Still ghosted. Pay that's attention right. here. Oh, is it a screen? 
Are we going with you, Toledo? Uh, no, yeah, with me. Because when he explains the song, you're okay. going to need to watch. Oh, yeah. I see what you got going on. And the name oh. of the song is F You from Bad Religion. <laughs> this is directly tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> All right. F you, bad religion. And in it, you know, there's some of that. They're like, hey, wait a minute here. Still ghosted. Nothing back from my... It's still to this minute. He hasn't gotten you back to yet? Mark Stebbings, yeah. Really letting me down. Wow. But I did get to watch Somebody's questioning, didn't we ban Slipknot? I don't think we banned nope, Slipknot. never been banned. Slipknot, not banned. I wonder who he's going to go with to the game in L.A. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. And I wonder where I'm going to stay when I fly out there to say, wait a minute, no tickets for me? I just and you'll be singing Bad Religion. <laughs> then I will probably, uh, you know, <laughs> no, I wouldn't be left behind. I'd be standing there going, F you. Yeah. That's a very good point. Uh, we're only doing the phones today. No John oh, Gordon, we are. Okay. so that's it. The phones are all that matter. 585-9800, we'll take them live. We can do it right now. All right, let me get the phone. We'll do it right now. 585-9800, you can vote on Rock Wars. And see who wins. Now keep, keep, in, keep in mind, Brady had a nice run there for a while. It has been dry for a little bit. We're tightening this game up I quite a bit. A good one good. Today. This is very good. So, uh, yeah, the emails are pouring in, but we're not going with emails. All right, here we go. All right, knock Start it now. Here we go. Are you there? I right. am here. All right, who are you voting for? I am voting for Lipknot. Okay, that's me. Nice job. Well done. Thank you. Next caller. Good. Who's this? Very good. Uh, Robert. Robert, who are you voting for? Oregon. I'm going with Toledo. All right, to- <laughs> All right that's not a thing. Yeah, nobody's ever voted for Toledo before. Stop. That was dumb. You wasted everybody's time, Robert. Hi there. Who's this? Turn your radio down. Oh, boy, that's a stroke waiting to happen. Are you there? Ah, Jamie Fox. I'm here. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got? Bad religion. I'm going with Brett. All right. Thank you. Damn it. Hi there. Who are you voting for? Uh, I just want to kind of annoy everybody, mostly John. Oh, well, uh, you already did. I'm voting for Brady. God yes. damn it. What's wrong with you, man? Quality vote. He already annoyed us at picking up the phone. <laughs> That's right. Next yeah, one. Go. Hi there. Who's this? Lewis. Lewis. Who are you voting for? you voting for? I'm voting for John. That's uh, me. Thank you. All right. I'm on a nice run here. Yeah, I got to yeah. get ahead of this. Hi there. Who's this? Hey, this is Tim. How's it going? Good, Tim. Vote. John? Yes? As much as I want to see you go to the uh, the kids' band show, I'm voting for you. All right. Thank you. See, it's too good to pass up, and it's <laughs> it's not worth me sitting at Kirby's recitals. Excellent work. Thank you. Uh, next one. Hi there. Who's this? One more, and I win, because that's five. Are you there? This is Shane out of North Phoenix. Hi, Shane in North Phoenix. Go ahead. Hey, Bert. Going for Bert. <laughs> Thanks, man. Bert gets one. That's great for Brett. All right. Uh, man, it's three to four to two. Brady still only has the two because I'm counting his as two. Uh, next one. Oh, my God. Hi there. Who's this? Very close. There's PJ. PJ, you who you got? We're going with bad religion. Yes. Damn, Brett and I are tied. One more, Brett. Next one wins between us. Here we go. Good luck, friend. All right. Hi there. Who's this? This is Todd. Todd, who are you voting for? 
uh, Brett, because if uh, John's going to lose, he might as well keep losing. God damn it. Thanks, buddy. You're playing on my misery for misery. F you, dude. Now it is. Now I'm I'm voting for Brett. Now it is your song. F you, fat guy. So that's it. All right, that's it. Brett's the winner this week. Son of a solo. Thought you had me with the slipknot. Yeah. The emails were pretty much going your way as I read them. John Decent Pull left me hanging like your friend. Brett, you win this one. No other way to call it, but F you. Uh, BF Mavi from Brady. All right. <laughs> uh, very clear that the uh, early onset dementia is absolutely annihilating what's left of Brady's poor, pathetic little brain. Someone definitely fed him this song. Uh, there's no way he came up with that on his own. Much as some poor nurse will have to soon spoon feed him applesauce every day. I pray to Brady's God that his soul uh, is taken care of. My Decent mom. choice. But once again, Chancellor, absolutely wonderful choice. You're the winner this week. Thank you. Your mom's the one that's going to take care of you when well, you get she's old? She's the one that I thought she, she suggested that. that bunny right? suggested that. Oh, wow. I was going to say. I thought you were counting on your mom to scoop no, apple everything soup was for you. Is that my mom? Yeah, that's very nice. Uh, all right, we'll do a little bad religion there. Do you have an edited version or do I have I to do, do the I do not have all an right. edited version. So we off we go. Uh, off we go. And that's starting in a bad spot there, but it's bad religion. No, I think that's just, just the title. title. Yeah, title I know. Page. I know. I'm, just, I'm worried that I have to start uh, the finger banging this thing I right away. I think it's just the chorus. Okay, we'll get right to it. Brett wins this week, which uh, keeps me in recitals, but Brady off the top of the chart, so that's good. Uh, it's Bad Religion's FU to all of last night and everything that happened from misunderstanding, miscommunication. And to you, Mark. To you, Mark Stebbings. <laughs> Banker. I hope the suite was nice and the food was delicious. I had... Um, Dots, pretzels, and uh, crackles from an old Halloween bag. That's all the food we had. Uh, there you go. Bad Religion. It's your Rock Wars winner. Nice job, Brett. Here we go. Thanks. He's out of control now. And just about done. Brett, congratulations. You're the big winner you. today. Brett wins the... Rock Wars battle today, as voted on by you guys. So, almost not trustworthy. A couple of Brady hits in there that are only designed to make me have to sit through that squawking, horrible <laughs> children's recital, which. Oh, good. She's back on the cello. This will be lovely. What was that? Green sleeves? I love Christmas. Ugh. You got any recitals coming up? Summertime. You get, you get a break. It's coming She's up. You done. don't have to do anything. Oh, it's got to be awesome couple of sports but it's getting a little hot they won't put kids outside anymore so that's probably ending in a week or two right no well uh, her tennis is extended through what they made the uh evidently they made the states the, the last match was supposed to be yesterday are they good at it or is it one of those everybody goes things no i mean in their division yeah you don't seem yeah. like you're too impressed by them it's um <laughs> it's decent tennis. Okay. <laughs> that just, means it's not, not. making that up. <laughs> that was the worst sell yeah, ever. Wow. If this was a car deal, you just, I'm not doing this. This sounds like I'm getting a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, but they, sports used to be like they'd run you out there in the summertime. Now they don't let your kids go outside in the summer. So it's great for parents because you don't have to go watch cruddy sports or terrible Well, there'll be a couple of weeks and her flag <laughs> football goes into May. Yeah, then they got to close that up or kids will die. These weak, fragile kids can't handle being in the sunshine. They've been taught at an early age that the sun is a horrifying, damaging thing you must protect yourself from at all costs. Don't get sun on your skin. Are you crazy? Here, put a man-made chemical on there. That's better. It is interesting seeing a coach on the sidelines of that flag football last week um, carrying an umbrella. 
No as kidding. Co- as he's coaching the kids. Man, oh man. Yeah, that's son. It's the worst thing for humanity in life, I think. Yeah, here, here's some SP5000. It's been made in a, in a factory. So much better for your skin than the sun. Uh, it's time now for Brady to entertain you all. It's the entertainment drill brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. Uh, I've got the, the seminar on Friday with the guns. Uh, it's going to be great to conceal carry seminar. You can get your permit for it by going through that, but it's already sold out. They'll do another one later. Uh, right now they're kind of focused on another seminar coming up in July, a women's self-defense seminar, and one in August, active shooter seminar. And that is not designed to uh, scare you. That is designed to say, hey, you want to feel what it's like to be involved in one of these things and what uh, you know what you can be trained to do? I mean, these people are, are the folks who train military, police. They run the same type of stuff. There are uh, cops and military people that go through this as added training for what they already do and say that it's many times better than the training they get from the actual military or police. It's uh, crazy what they do, and you got to be part of these things. Plus, the day-to-day stuff you can do to get in shape, learn uh, self-defense, which is a little bit easier in your brain once you do it than it is when you try to just imagine what you do. Get some tools in your tool belt. That's what they do. ReactDefense.com. It's the home of Tactical Black. Brady, entertain me. Amazon has a new streaming feature called Dialogue Boost that lets you increase the volume on the dialogue only. Yeah. So far, it's available on a few Amazon originals like Jack Ryan. But they're promising to add it to more content. It's that thing that I play with on my phone for songs where you can cut out the vocals. You have it for wedding DJ stuff Yeah, where it's just as simple as it used to be a track you'd have to get rid of. Now it can listen to a fully produced song and get rid of instruments. Yeah, I can pull out vocals and bass. It's incredible because it's not track based. It's digital. So you can just take out the thing that. I, I do that all the time. There's a little tiny magic wand in the corner of the Apple uh, when they're playing the song. If you go to the lyrics, it has a little thing in the corner. You just hit a button, and the lyrics go away, and you can sing yourself your own beautiful tones over the perfect music. It's like karaoke in your car. It's incredible. You're not singing along. You are singing it. I love it. I have a blast. I was doing Silk Sonic the other day, crushing it. And I'm like, man, I should have been on this album. I'm better than them. No, I'm not. But it did sound pretty good. It was fun. Netflix is shutting down its DVD by mail business in September. I don't know. It was still around. After 25 years. They'll also be phasing in their new paid password sharing plan for the next few weeks. They want to start cracking down on people sharing the passwords. Oh. Yeah, that's going to be a big debate in the next couple of years, that password sharing thing. We need AI on top of that for us to fight for us. As like a consumer to say, AI, help me, help me cheat Netflix by uh, password sharing. Here's a list of uh, movies that were near perfect, but one bad performance in it. Gran Torino. Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale is perfect. That I'll give you a girl could uh, not uh, act. No. Neither could Lenny Cologima. Montana, The Godfather. Who? Which one? Lenny Montana. In the original Godfather? Yeah. Lenny Montana. Is he in the wedding scene begging for money? Who's Lenny Montana? Not sure. I'm trying to look it up. I don't remember. That was number one. It is a perfect movie even with Lenny Montana. Oh, that's Luca Brazzi. Luca Brazzi. That's wrong. How in the world is Luca Brazzi bad performance? Garbage performance. No. They, they kill him. Quentin Tarantino and Pulp Fiction. 
Uh, he yeah, he's not very good in it. It's a great you go scene. To his house, though. it is a good scene. Yeah. Coffee makes good coffee. Man, he's a he's a bad actor. Stop talking about my coffee, Julie. Yeah, <laughs> Jules. I know it's good. <laughs> All right, Bonnie goes shopping. Okay. She buys. <laughs> he's like Larry Mack. We used to have a guy yeah, that worked. Right. He's, he's wow. I've always thought Quentin and Larry. That, okay, okay. <laughs> See, um, it's um, my good coffee. Okay, Jules. Okay, okay. She goes to the store. Okay. Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, that movie's horrible, Never and he's it. terrible in it. That's not a good movie, and he's awful in it. He has Ash Grabber. He just didn't well, no, belong in it. Somewhere in the middle of it, unlike the movie Rust, where they just decided to keep going instead of starting over, Kevin Costner's scenes that they shot early, he was trying an English accent, and scenes that were later, they're like, Locked don't do the English accent. But it's not chronological. It's not shot in order. So you can tell the scenes that were shot first, because sometimes he's got it and sometimes he doesn't. That movie's bad. How is that a perfect movie without just that? That movie's awful. It's because it's got your song in it. No, <laughs> that's true. It's not everything. That's a different one, wasn't it? No, is it, isn't it the same one? Uh-uh. That's, uh, Hang on, I'll no, I'm up. thinking all for one. This everything. one I agree with, though. Not the uh, Robin Hood one. Cameron Diaz in Gangs of New York. Yeah, she's not great in that. That is a great movie. This wasn't in that. This is in Robin Hood? I think so. No, right. isn't this the title that's track? with Kiefer Sutherland and... Um... No, that's Three Musketeers. That's every. That's the uh, All for One. Oh, that's right. Yeah, all for One. No, that's it. You're right. This is off Robin Hood. <laughs> You're right. I just now, I'm <laughs> just now realizing that that's... In the Costner? Yeah. Wow. The theme from Robin Hood. And the yeah, theme right. from That Girl That Tried to Win Me Over with Plagiarism. Yeah, because yeah, so in the video, oh, I forgot. Because in the video, this is where she in Robin Hood's eye while he's shooting the bow and arrow, and he still bullseyes it. All right, Prince of Thieves, terrible movie. Yeah, Cameron Diaz isn't great in Gangs of New York, but she's not awful. She's just not very good. Her accent's kind of muddled, and it's a little bit off. But that movie's so good it overcomes it. Anytime Bill the Butcher is in a movie, I can do. But I'd say Gran Torino and, and Bronx Tale are the yeah. two best choice. Bronx Tale is one of the best. Scripts, best movies ever, yeah. and Colosimo and the Black Girl cannot act at all. Chaz and De Niro are great. It's amazing. Even Colosimo, who's not good, is given such good dialogue and such good yeah. stuff to do that his bad acting is okay. Enter that beautiful Black Girl, and they're like, <sighs> man, she might as well just have the script in her hand. Just yeah. reading it. It's awful. Charlie Sheen will be working with uh, Chuck Lorre again. On a uh, show that's going to be on Max. It's a comedy show, How to Be a Bookie, starring Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, that might be fun. It, it's not sure what Charlie Sheen's role is going to be, but it, uh, for sure it'll be a recurring character. Sure. Um, oh, the final one. Oh, Teddy Mellencamp is from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Only reason, I don't know who she was, but I saw a picture of her. She basically was on a podcast the other day talking about how she had a one-night stand with Matt Damon Oh, 20 years ago. She was 20. He was 30. It was a one-night stand. Uh, he didn't get my number. So she just admitted like, to I don't a, think he being wanted a your number. Being a whore. Yeah. Good, good for him. And doing some star f- And uh, she, was, she didn't get mad at him. She's not me too in him or anything? Nope. She and took some Matt Damon D. And, and good on Matt. He never had to deal with it yeah. again. It's 25 great. years later, she's bragging about it. And he's like, yeah, I nailed her. 
Well, that's that's good whoring right there. That's good all around, that's actually. Both sides. Wins. That's yes. everybody. That's America, what it used Everybody's to be. A winner. When a woman used to tell a tale out of school, like, yeah, I f- Matt Damon. It's pretty great. Anyway, any questions? Like, are you mad? <laughs> no, it was awesome. I loved it. And didn't call me back. We've never spoken since. But, yeah, took a whole load of Matt Damon and, uh, you know, passed it through my system and probably pooped it out. Any questions? God bless her. Add this uh, to the list of celebrity don't look them in the eyes. Oh, yeah. What, like you? Lars Ulrich. I've been in a room with Lars. Metallica opened for the Rolling Stones. Oh. Their manager came into the uh, room where they were in and just said, don't look Mick in the eyes. Yeah. Don't even address him. And he was walking by. And Lars said, uh, we did get a picture with him for opening uh, up. And they weren't really uh, standing still. It was basically they were walking through. We had to take the picture You're going to hold them. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. An action and he photo. goes, so we go out of our way, Metallica, right. the opening bands. I'm, I go in there, introduce myself, and say, is, there, is everything good? You got everything you need? I've actually been in a meet and greet with Metallica. We did a little interview with them first. Couldn't have been nicer to us. Lars was great. Robert was there. Uh, and then watched their meet and greet, just the two of them. And I will say, for as big a stars as they are and as starstruck as a couple of the people were, those dudes were awesome. <laughs> they didn't have to be. They could have been the, you know, picture. They were chatty. All right, and, all right. Yeah, they were sweet. Right, last hour, you just looked me in the eye, Keith. I saw it. I saw it. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it, Mick. Hey, Ulrich. Why don't you take your little midget body somewhere else? Why don't you keep your eyes down on the ground where they belong, like your body should be? Right, now the big one's looking at me, Keith. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like it. And that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, quit looking at my mate, huh? <laughs> hey! Yeah, no pictures, please. For God's sakes, Brady's going to... Yeah, don't gonna look fight. Brady in the eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. We're done. Uh, Shan Man's in for Larry. Larry's out of town this week doing all sorts of good things. Now, losing awards in Las Vegas is what Larry's doing right now. Jesus. Uh, well, look, it's reality. He's never going to come back. Reality now. Thanks stinks. A lot. He went out there to collect an award, and we didn't win it. So what are you going to do? You come back a loser. He tried. It's a great effort. He couldn't have done more. It was already in the can. But whether or not they gave it, we were nominated for something lovely and uh, lost it. So I don't want to hear if we were nominees. We were losers. Got to try a little he harder. Hundred percent. No, we didn't, or we would have won an award. We're not even close. Zero percent because you came in second or less. That's Get out of here. Yeah. Well, whatever. I don't want to be responsible for another rust scene. But <laughs> that's why Shan Man's coming up. Uh, he's in for Larry for the next few days. Uh, you got to be nice to Shan Man. He'll get you good stuff. Tomorrow, another qualifier for five grand for Doug Hopkins uh, and the price guarantee game. $5,000 going out the door at U-Fest, which I believe Shan Man has tickets for. Listen and find out what he's going to hand you. We're done. Have yourselves a good Thursday or Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. It's 98 KUPD. <laughs> out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.